from downtown, this is Tim Kitsa from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom shakalaka! This week on Nintendo Main, Tears of the Kingdom has finally been released, and we have John Wedgworth here to talk to us as well about it. It's Zelda time, baby. Let's get into it. Confirmed. Zelda and the Fifth Element exist in the same universe. The tears have dropped. There and back again. Welcome to Nintendo Main Podcast, episode 371, your place to hear Nintendo fans talk about the biggest game of the year, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, has been released, finally, came out last Friday, and we all have it, we've all been playing it, uh, we're your hosts, I'm Trey Well Inspector Johnson. I'm Jeremy, Fatal Diving Accident times 100, Mikowski. I'm John, no tears, all smiles, litter. And we have a special guest, St. John, your ad here, Wedgworth. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're, uh, you're available for... Uh, for purchase. It's, you can, well, whatever. I've, I've jokingly said that maybe I'll put that on my headstone, your ad here. <laughs> Mine's just going to be a QR code. <laughs> I just wanted mine to say, I don't know, the floor is lava or something like that. Confuse the kids. <laughs> uh, <laughs> actually, I probably won't have one. Yeah, no, uh, John Wedgworth is here from Nerd Noise Radio uh, to talk to us about Legend of about the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And uh, why, I, you know, I, I thought... I thought to ask you to come on the show because number one, it's been a while since you've been on here, and number two, uh, you know, you last time I talked to you, I think was well, last time we talked was like right after I was in uh, Des Moines and all that when I was working there last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, you were all excited about the Steam Deck, and then you got the Steam Deck, and then you like went away from the Switch for a long time, and now you've been brought back. But we've never the Steam Deck is something we probably never talked about at all, really in depth on this show. So so sure. tell us about uh, about your Steam times. Well, so, I mean, it's kind of, okay, look, I, and for anyone who has listened to the most recent Nerd Noise Radio Channel 2, a lot of this is going to be rerun, uh, because I, we talked about the, Hugh and I talked about this a lot at the beginning of our most recent episode, and I'm probably going to end up saying a lot of those same things again. And uh, the first thing is, I've not, okay, so, so I've not been officially diagnosed, so I'm using presumed, or uh presumed uh, neurodivergent. I, uh, I, I'm i 99.9% sure I'm ADHD and probably 60, 70% persuaded that I might be autistic. And one of the many, many things that, um, that lead me to that conclusion is I, I'm very given over to black and white thinking. You know, uh, I'll get something and it'll be my everything something. I'll hyper fixate on on this or that. And, you know, when the like I the, the metaphor I used when I was talking to Hugh is even my 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 grays are like chessboards as seen from outer space. And and by that, I mean, my grays are not really gray. They're just like really complex matrices of blacks and whites zoomed so far out they look gray. Right. So that's what I mean by a chessboard as seen from outer space. But what tends to happen is. I'll get something and it'll be my everything, right? So when the Switch came out uh, in 2017, it was my everything. I could literally write Switch was here and the dust on my PS4 Pro and my Xbox.
Xbox Series X, or I'm sorry, Xbox One X. And it stayed that way. It stayed that way until the Steam Deck came along. And then guess what happened? The Steam Deck became my everything system. And it was kind of switch Mitch, you know, like forget about this thing. I've got something that's four times as powerful that can play Cyberpunk 2077 and Elden Ring and all this stuff. And then guess what? I'm a Linux user and it's also a Linux computer. It has a full fat desktop. And so I've done things like produce episodes of the podcast from the Steam Deck. Like I have done podcasting from the Steam Deck. And this, I don't know, the thing that just kind of became my everything. And uh, I have nothing bad to say about the Steam Deck. I, it's still like if I, if we had, if we said John has, has a number one system, it's still the Steam Deck. But, you know, maybe it's not Steam Deck gets 90% of my playtime and everything else has to fight for the 10%. Maybe the Steam Deck is. 40% of my game time and everything else gets these big chunks of it too, right? What kind of brought me back to the Switch was actually not Tears of the Kingdom. It was the Metroid Prime Remaster. Yeah, I remember you, nice. you said that, which, I mean, it should because Metroid Prime is amazing and that game is amazing also. But no, I, I just, yeah, I remember you were just like super up on it. So like, so like, what have you done? I mean, what have you done on the on the Steam Deck? I mean, aside from you, you recorded your you recorded your podcast in there, you played, you played Elden Ring. Like it's like, I don't know what's what? on there. Like what are your, what are your favorite, what are your greatest hits? Well, I mean, God, I've got, I've got probably 150 games on the thing and, uh, but let's talk. Okay. Let's talk in terms of games I played all the way through on it. Uh, the first one was stray. Are you guys familiar with stray? Yeah. The cat one. Yeah. The cat one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah which is a beautiful experience. It's, I mean, like, like the game as a game, it's a decent game, but the game is actually the least impressive part of that game. It's the, the visuals, the audio, the story, just the world it puts you in is is far more impressive than the mechanics of the game itself but i i played through that and i beat it it took me i don't know 10 hours or so to beat it and then i i really tried to get into elden ring but the bug just couldn't bite it's just you know it's just it was too much to just get slaughtered by the first enemy you run into over and over and over again uh but i did get into cyberpunk 2077 and i played all the way through i played all the way through it took me like 61 hours which oh, wow for cyberpunk people, they're like, that's nothing. You must have skipped a bunch of the side quests, right? And I, I did. I mostly skipped, I mostly stuck to the main quest until, and this isn't really a spoiler, but you get to a certain point in the game where it gives you an, a warning message, the point of no return. If you proceed, you the rest of the game is lost to you until after you beat the, the main campaign. And so when that happened, I quit, I quit the main campaign and took care of a bunch of side quests, uh, took care of a bunch of important characters in the game, you know, that kind of stuff. And so that was probably just, that was probably 15 hours. And then I went on and, and got the best possible ending in the game. And, uh, and that was fantastic. It was amazing. And then I played uh cloud punk, which is kind of, I, in terms of the theme, it's kind of cyberpunk's kid sister, you know, it's, it's, it doesn't have that grittiness. It doesn't have that granularity. It's, it's basically FedEx in a cyber, in a voxel cyberpunk dystopia with, uh, with beautiful visuals and, and audio and stuff. And some of the characters are, some of the story points are amazing. Some of them are terrible and the voice acting is very inconsistent. Like the main characters are professional actors and they do a great job, but some of the, uh, some of the supporting characters are distractingly bad. <laughs> we'll just, we'll just say that like, you know, pull Susan down from accounting and here's the mic and here's the script. Just read. Mm kind of thing you know i mean some some of the some of the voices in tears of the kingdom are kind of like that too actually <laughs> sure yeah. sure i want i wanted to, yeah i wanted to stab the fuck out of that goron we, we both we both did just i both so wanted, wanted to kill him i haven't gotten to the goron yet so i don't even know how many hours i've played i um well here we're you know what we're I, 
we'll talk a bunch a bunch about tears of the kingdom so i'll wait i'll wait till we get to that to talk about how i'm doing in the game but but so metroid kind of brought me back to the switch and then but the real thing that brought me back to the switch is all of a sudden it became a family system like the wife and the kids are like hey let's do mario kart night let's do that kind of stuff and so you know we'd all uh we'd all sit around the couch we'd all have controllers in our hands and and even wyatt wyatt's as of this recording, he's about a month away from turning five. And so he's, he can do Mario Kart. I mean, he's not, he's not great at it, but he can, he can play for real. You know what I mean? And uh, so it's become our family system. We've bought exercise games for it. We, we, we were going to buy a Mario party. And, and so that's kind of the space it's, and the switches ended up finding in it's in my life now. Uh, it went from everything to nothing. And now it's happily neither of those things. It'll it'll be where I play the major Nintendo games, and it'll be where we play family games, and then of course NSO, you know, because that I had let my NSO subscription lapse when I was not touching my Switch, but now I've renewed it, and and uh, got a good so amount of Genesis to to play on there. Well, I've got I mean, yeah Genesis. Uh, I've been but I've been playing everything on it. You know, it's a great it's a great platform for retro gaming for sure. Yeah, I like I like the NSO a lot. I played I, I played. I played a lot more of the N64 app than I thought I would. Like that's the one I put the most amount of time into. But those games are kind of okay. long, and I've I've beat a lot of them. Okay. And I put like I don't know a lot of tons of hours into Mario Golf. So I like that game. But yeah, I'm glad you're I'm glad you're back to the back to the Switch again. But I mean, you know, you you were you were super you were super into the Steam Deck, and I know you you got it to play on the TV and like all this other stuff, right? Like it's I've heard it's kind of like a hobbyist system. Well, so yeah, I've been I've been on a quest to get docks for every room in the house so that I can just make this thing a roving computer, right? Or it's ba- okay, it's Switch for PC plus a PC. And you know, so we've got a couple of computer desks around the house with dual monitors. I can use that in desktop mode and and stuff. And then I can hook it up to the TVs and I can use it in desktop mode if I want to, but that's kind of clunky. So on the TV, most of the time I just use it like a console and I'm probably one of maybe five people in the universe that actually spend more time with their steam deck docked than I do with it undocked. Like the portability. It, well, it's the same way with this, with the switch though. I mean, back when the switch was my everything system, you know, I might've spent as much time playing undocked just because of the convenience factor of it, but I always preferred playing docked. And so from that perspective, the Steam Deck is just that. Now, some differences. One, the Switch comes with a dock. Two, there's no kind of setup required. You just slip it in and away you go. The Steam Deck is very close to that. You know, you can you just plug it in and it takes over too. But on the other hand, the Steam Deck is a lot more uh, customizable. You can kick it all the way up to 4K. Now, of course, it's not going to play heavy games in 4K. It's not powerful enough for like Cyberpunk in 4K. But you want to play Portal in 4K, it can handle that. You know, you want to play... N plus plus in 4K. Uh, there's, it can handle in more games than you'd think if you're willing to settle for like 30 frames a second or less. But see, that's the beauty of PC gaming is you. It's season to taste. You can configure PC games however you want, right? And so the Steam Deck brings that over too. You know, so if you've got someone who's really into frames, frames are my everything, man. You kick it down to 720p or whatever and turn the settings down, and you've got 60 frames, maybe 120 frames per second. I think the Steam Deck supports that. Or if you're like me with PC gaming that leans more towards camp eye candy, I tend to go more Brinksman with visual settings. And like, you know, as long as this thing can hold a steady frame rate, I don't care that it's not 60 frames per second in a lot of cases. You know, I'll just I'll just make that thing look as beautiful as I can. For sure. Yeah. 
Yeah, I have. Um, speaking of having decks, uh, I, I have a I have a switch deck in every room that has a TV in this apartment. Okay. So, so I had I had a similar goal than you did was to get multiple switch decks. So I have one, so I can play one on every TV. So, mm-hmm. so that's what I'm kind of the same thing. Where I just wanted to yeah. wanted to be able to be able to play whenever you. And the actually the one that's in our bedroom is also like also dubs doubles as a as a portable one because that also goes in my switch case. And I'll take that with me when I go, when I go places sure. for jobs. So that one kind of switches in and out, you know, but. Pun intended. Yeah. I was going to say, is pun intended or not intended? Yeah. Yeah. So I'll, I'll take that to hotels and stuff whenever I, whenever I go, go to places. But yeah, it's good to have, it's good to have the ability to play everything in every room. That's what I've been doing too with other things well, as well. That's, that's what drew me to the switch and that's what drew me to the steam deck. But mm-hmm. you know, even outside of those two systems, I don't want to be binary either, you know, cause like I've got a PS five, I've got a series X. They both offer amazing content. Let's try to start using those. I don't want to be able to write X was here in the dust on anything. Yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, like, it's hard. It's from, hard to balance them. I guess you just kind of got, got to just go with whatever, whatever game is on whichever one you're going to play the most, I guess, if you have multiple systems. Yeah. Well, I'm not, okay. I'm not going to try to impose any sort of wooden, like dogmatic rules like okay no it's ps5 day right you know i mean like i kind of go with the flow but i'm trying to like not neglect them either right you know after i beat cyberpunk i or i'm sorry cloudpunk i was like you know i've only got a few weeks or about a month and a half before tears of the kingdom comes out and that's going to dominate everything once it happens so i'm about halfway through horizon forbidden west Let's let's put as much time as we can into Horizon Forbidden West on the PS5 while we're waiting for Tears of the Kingdom. I regret to tell you I did not I did not succeed in completing the game before Tears of the Kingdom came though. So it's pretty big from what I heard. Now yeah. uh, I guess we can if there isn't anything else you want to say about the Steam Deck, we could kind of shift gears to uh, to Zelda. But didn't you um did did you go get a physical copy like both Johns yeah. did right? I did. Yep. Did yeah. you go as well, DM John? Yeah. Yep. How was your line, John? I uh, say, how was how was that? How was it like being in public for the release? I heard it was uh, pretty packed in most places. Well, so I did not wait in line. I did not do a midnight release. I uh, okay. It was like I went like Friday at two in the afternoon. Like I I work I only work about a mile or two away from the Best Buy, and so I just took an extended lunch and went and picked it up. And it was there was no one in line. And you That's didn't good. you didn't reserve it either. You just went in and bought it. No, I did reserve it. Oh, okay. I did reserve it. Uh, and I did the math. I, I did the math in the first 20 hours of since possessing, taking possession of Tears of the Kingdom. I spent 10 of those 20 hours playing Tears of the Kingdom. And then <laughs> of, of the remaining 10, I spent six of that sleeping and I spent like two of that at work. Right. So if if you think about it, in the first 20 hours, I only spent two waking hours not at work, not playing Tears of the Kingdom. Believe it, I think there's similar stories all over the country. <laughs> this week for sure yeah i gotta take a moment to thank trey for making tears of the kingdom happen for me because I, I i was gonna go on a, a job and you know I, things changed and and as a result of that you know i needed to be a little bit uh, tighter with money and i actually went and canceled my my pre-order for tears of the kingdom i thought i was gonna have to play it later and trey kindly uh you know he heard here hear that news kindly venmoed me 75 bucks which, Whoa, Trey! Only, fucking awesome. For which That's... I could only spend it on Tears of the Kingdom. So, uh, thank you for that. Yeah, I, I was, you know, I, I and I sent it to you in a text. I just said, I'll just, I'll give you a loan, you know, pay me back, whatever. Yeah. It's just basically what I did because I didn't want you to. Now that you're not working on whatever you're supposed to work on, 
um, yeah. it would suck for you to not be able to get it. So I was just like, you know, I, I got, it would, it I got a pretty, sucked, yeah. I, got, I got a pretty good tax return and I just, you know, I was like, I'll just send you some money and just pay me back whenever you can. You know, here's what's funny about that moment. I, I, I told Trey this, I was watching Avengers Endgame. It was at the moment when Captain America, they're out on the big battlefields. It looks like Captain America is going to lose. He's like, uh, down and out. And then, uh, the portal opens and Sam's, uh, the Falcon says on your left and then all the heroes come in and save the day that moment when the portals open and Sam said on your left that was the exact moment yes. that my phone dinged <laughs> with a Venmo message from Trey with 75 bucks it's like Trey you you were you were on my left nice so thank you I like uh Falcon was always one of my favorite characters so it's nice to be and then, there uh, and then we killed from- Thanos it was great no <laughs> <laughs> so then from there I was like well I got a I got to go to the midnight launch if I want any chance at actually getting a physical copy. And so I, I left and I got there by nine o'clock just to make sure. And I wait out in front of GameStop for three hours. And I, I'm thinking this is in Northville, Michigan. And, you know, to give you a picture of Northville, Michigan, think like, you know, basic suburbia, but like maybe a little bit more country to the point where we have deer and wild turkey roaming around. I'm thinking there's maybe maybe going to be three people there at midnight on a Thursday. No, well, I mean, it, I because well, there hasn't been a mid. I, I've seen people talk online like, when was the last midnight release thing you went to? I feel like most people say the Switch, you know, because that was like mm. a few years before the pandemic, and there hasn't been any during the pandemic, and now it's after that. And and I was thinking, I was like, you know, if there's anything that's going to bring back the midnight release, it's going to be Tears of the Kingdom, right? Because that's going to be the game that everybody buys. So. I just kind of thought, I was like, all right, GameStop, if you're not doing it, then what are you doing? Like, if you're not doing the fucking Midnight Release, like, what, you're obviously doing the wrong thing. So, uh, I expected it to be, like, what would bring it back. And Yeah. According I mean, to by you, 11 o'clock, there were yeah. 20 people, and I thought that was going to be it. And a few minutes later, there were 40 people. I, surely this is it. By midnight, there were 75 people in line wow. in Northville, Michigan, for Tears of the Kingdom. Wow. And that's why I knew this is just going to be the biggest entertainment uh, thing of the year. Uh, nothing's going to beat this. This game, as we uh, found out today, it sold 10 million copies in three days. As se- at 70 bucks, that's $700 million in three days, right? So this is this is absolutely massive. Well, not all yeah, of us my... played 70 for it. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's still, they did, they did fine. They made plenty of money. Yeah. I played, fi- I paid 50. So yeah. <laughs> also, I had to walk, I had to walk there because my car is out of the picture right now. And so uh, I walked back home. It took me about another hour and a half or so. Got home at one thirty, and then I just played it the rest of the night, basically till dawn. Nice, it was fantastic. Nice. Yeah, I was just I was just work trying to work my butt off to to edit this podcast before uh, before Tears of the Kingdom came out, and I think I finished like right at like eleven ten or like something like that. It was like just like right on the dot. It was about eleven oh. It was like eleven oh four before it would let me open it. Yeah, normally it, sometimes it'll be like till like eleven fifteen or something, and so I was like, all right, if I can get done by eleven fifteen, I wasn't sure if I would, and I was like, you know what, I'll just wait. You know, I'll just because I'm like, I just finished the podcast, and then I'll be done with it, and then we can just like just throw yourself into Tears of the Kingdom and all that, you know. Mm-hmm. And and Jess and Jess was there, like they took the day off on Friday, and uh, was trying to you know, was trying to stay up till eleven, you know, just normally. Goes a bit earlier because they have to get up early and all that. So uh, they were kind of in and out while, while while we were playing the beginning, but 
but understood like the gist of it. I thought it had a great opening too. It's kind of just like straight, I love the straight, to, the, straight yeah. to the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many people uh, with every Zelda now, I think ever since uh, Twilight Princess, they're like, how's the tutorial? Is it, does the tutorial last forever? And like, man, this one I think does such a good job of, of just starting the game and making you forget that it's a tutorial. Yeah. I, I was never in, in camp. Oh, I hate the tutorial, whatever. I, I, I thought they've all been fine so far. But this one is a long tutorial but it just feels like you're easing into the game yeah well it's just it's just kind of the 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 way that this game starts is very very analogous to the way breath of the wild starts you know it's Mm -hmm. this huge massive open world game but it starts closed world in this kind of i i love that people are referring to the in tears of the kingdom referring to it as tutorial island i think that's uh, right. oh, the, oh yeah. the, the plateau mm-hmm. i actually yeah. yeah it's basically the great plateau over again yeah. Yeah. yes that's my point that's the point i'm making it's the great plateau over again mm-hmm. although in my experience at least um this this closed world beginning took a lot longer than oh yeah it did yeah, I actually actually kind of didn't really like the the great plateau at the beginning. I was I was just I just wanted the I just wanted the damn sale. I'm like just get me out of this thing. I keep oh, falling, yeah, I, I keep falling I off the islands and dying and like I was just yeah. like I was like I don't really like I'm like this is taking on way too long. And I was for some reason I read like an article somewhere and that that completely completely like lied and did not say anything. And, and said that there were going to be no shrines in Tears of the Kingdom. So I was like going into Tears of the Kingdom thinking there were no shrines. And then all of a sudden we're at the plateau again. And I was like, oh, it's great. It's the same fucking game. So I was kind of like, I was kind of sort of down on it at the beginning. <laughs> but then I got. I was happy there were but, shrines. But then once I got a. But I love the shrines, actually. They're my favorite thing. I they're mu- they're much more. Yeah. I like them much better than Breath of the Wild. I felt like Breath of the Wild's ones. They they got stale after a while. There were too yeah, many. There were too many like combat ones, I felt like, too that I get stuck ones, on. Yeah. And, and they just weren't that fun. But I've had fun and like. Most of, some of them are kind of stupid, and you have to sort of cheese your way through. But most of the shrines I've played have been really good, and they've been some really. I great love cheese in my way. Yeah, like well, this last one. It's I like did, one of the best parts. This last one I did, I just like built a plane and like flew over it, and I don't know if that's what you're supposed to do or not, but that's what I did. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I was just gonna say in the opening of the game, Zelda becomes Metroid, which I, I'd figured that was gonna happen. Where you show up and you have all yeah. your arts, and it's like nope, and they take them all away. Like there's a little bit, little bit of Metroid ness in there. Mm-hmm. What were you gonna say, John? I was gonna say Ultrahan needs to be its own separate subject. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I, I thought that I thought that we'd start off just like giving like just real short like first impressions of the game. I guess mm-hmm. like well, that was then, my, like th- that was my first impression was that I thought it was I was afraid it was gonna be too much like Breath of the Wild. Just once well, I saw the shrines again and the plateau, I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of the same. But it's but it's been it's turned. I mean, I've been doing nothing other than playing that, and I'm not actually thinking about doing anything else other than playing that. So. It's definitely got hooks in me. At some point, at some point, I'm going to need to put it down to get back to podcast work because we've got a we've got a big thing coming up in June in the the video game community, VGM podcast fan community or VGM podcast community in general. And I've got several projects that I need to do for that. And I I tried to get a little bit ahead. I've I've got the music block done for the next channel one, but I've got so much work to do, and I don't want to do any of it because I want to play Tears of the Kingdom. So now there's this direct adversarial relationship between Tears of the Kingdom and Nerd Noise Radio, and Everybody who's involved in video games will understand why things were less productive from May yeah. to June of this year. I think so. I think so. But yeah, I mean, it, yeah, I was like, you have to learn to do Nerd Noise Radio and Tears of the Kingdom at the same time. I don't think you can do it. I, I don't think you can edit and play games like I do because it's more like oh. song based. You're not just like going through and cutting. There was an NPR article about the phenomenon of people taking off 
work for Zelda, which I mean, an IGN thing, whatever, fine, this is like mainstream, you know, NPR talking about people taking off work. So I, I, I think that the, the national productivity, uh, <laughs> if it were a graph, there'd be a big dip. <laughs> it's like it's like it's like Dragon weeks. Quest three, like way back when yeah. in, the, in Japan, like the supposed legend uh, that like nobody went to work, like when it came out or whatever. You know, they all mm-hmm. nobody went to school, nobody went to work. And I'll tell you what, I did go to work Friday, and it sucked because I just did not want to be there. Yeah, yep. I haven't. I haven't. And it was had, one of the busiest weekends of the year for us too. So it was just like a freaking rough, rough shift. And I'm like, at least I have Zelda to, to escape to when I get home. Oh yeah, because you were you mentioned it last week that it was the graduation weekend mm-hmm. uh, in in uh, Champagne and it's going to be real busy and all that. And it was hopefully hopefully everybody was, to, was nice. To I you. forgot to mention too at the GameStop midnight lunch they were giving out the uh, the pre order plaques. Oh, yeah, anybody, oh, I thought. Oh yeah, you got you got worried. you got the body glove. Uh, you got the body glove body glove plaque. Yeah, I was concerned that I might not get it because I didn't technically pre order it, but they gave it out to everybody. So it's much bigger than I thought it was going to be. It's like probably six inches by maybe seven or eight inches. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know, I mean, you know, the, the hand insignia in the game, I automatically thought body glove, which was like a, a like clothing yeah. clothing line in the eighties. And it just, and then how it's all green and kind of looks mm-hmm. like an eighties, like a uh, color choice, or whatever. This first thing I thought was like, yeah, this, this is the body glove thing right there. Like I probably I had a shirt it. that looked just like that with the hand insignia and it was red and hyper color or whatever and changed color in my armpits, you know, while I was wearing it. But, uh, uh, but that's the first thing, that's the first thing I thought of when I saw it, I was like, Oh yeah. And it annoyed me. Hi- oh, sorry. I keep, I keep cutting you that's off. That's fine. Sorry. Go ahead. Uh, we had a, we, we had a hyper color shirt in the nineties and it lasted one wear because then my mom put it through the dryer and I quit changing color. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, so you were talking about like, I'm sorry. I mean, I only had one shirt, but yeah, no, it's basically you just, your armpits change color because that's where you sweat. <laughs> well, you were talking about what, just wanting to stick to overview of Tears of the Kingdom now. And you, I wanted to springboard off something you said. You were worried that it was going to just be Breath of the Wild all over again, you know, and, and coming into it, that's the same impression I had, you know, because I, before the release, just having watched the trailers and looked at the pictures and knowing that the overworld was re- going to be reused, I was saying stuff like, this looks great. But this doesn't look like Tears of the Kingdom 2. I'm sorry, this doesn't look like Breath of the Wild 2. This looks like Breath of the Wild Plus. Yeah. Like like Super Mario Point Brothers five. the Lost Levels. Yeah. yeah. Well, this is this is I I I I used this exact phrase before. It's gonna be like the ultimate ROM hack, you know, like the world's yeah. best ROM hack. But having spent time with it now, it's amazing. It's amazing for all the things that are the exact same fucking game, how unlike Breath of the Wild it feels. Yep. You know, uh, and so I, I take back everything I said about it being a ROM hack. I mean, God, if we're being honest, uh, Horizon Forbidden West is probably more of a ROM hack of Horizon Zero Dawn than Tears of the Kingdom is yeah. a Breath of the Wild ROM hack, you know. So, yeah, I take that back. I repent. I, I, I think their strategy of keeping totally quiet uh, on the marketing front until basically a month ago or six weeks ago, whatever, that really worked in this game's favor first of all like i mean they're just confident in 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 the amazing product that they have they don't need it it's like Mm -hmm. uh it's like that avengers trailer like the end game trailer if you remember the first one that shows like nothing from the movie at all yeah like they don't need to because everybody's gonna go see it like same with this like you don't really need to show that much because it's gonna get bought you know so just like like having 
also on top of that, I, I, I really tried to avoid anything. I think we all pretty much did. But I didn't know that there was an underground until like probably two weeks ago. And just to find out two weeks ago that the game uh, not only has the sky, but the underground and that the game is three times the size of Breath of the Wild, which yeah. is already huge. Wow. Like that's mind blowing enough. Yeah. If that right. were the only thing about this game that was different. That would be enough to make it a different, you know, not, not DLC, right? Yeah, and then yeah. they just threw in all this other stuff with the building and uh, remixing the 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 ground level that you we we all knew and loved and are familiar with, changing like the inclement weather and stuff like the different yep. spots really changes the feel of of things. And then also just the new ways of locomotion that you have at your disposal change the way you navigate the world and therefore right. you get a different perspective on it that you didn't have before. And and, yeah. and then certain things are for all the things they've added, certain things are missing. You know, like in Breath of the Wild, the guardi- the uh, guardians were a real terror, right? But they're gone. Mm. I'm so glad they're not yeah, there. Right. I hated those things so much. But I, I like I like how you kind of see them when they they've when kind you of go. been replaced, but by nothing as intimidating. Nothing as annoying. Yeah. I mean, well, well, I'm afraid. I'm still afraid they might show up. Have, has anybody fought? I, I haven't fought those yet. I'm too. I'm too afraid. I fought one and it destroyed me so fast. I didn't like bother. Leoc or something like that. Yeah, they're called like Leoc. There's, there's like a. I've seen, I've seen like four of them. They're all over the. Yeah, map. they're elemental. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, not seen. Aren't they basically just the boss, like the boss from one of the dungeons from the original original legend? The first. Yeah, the, the three headed dragon, the, the triclide. Yeah, the very first yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, right. Triclide, that's right. That was his name. The very first yeah. Zelda. I, I didn't fuck with them. I've actually, you know, when I first started playing the game, I actually ran from a lot of enemies. I didn't like really fight Same. anybody. But now I've now yeah. I've been now I'm now I'm a little more confident. I took down a Talus. Now you know you... I've took down a, a couple like giant skeletons, but those are fun to fight. And I did like oh, the, the, uh, the most terrifying. The big, the big stone guy I beat. That one was fun because I just yeah, like yeah. I just like like went like straight through his crotch and like came up the top and then like destroyed the rock <laughs> on the top and <laughs> It was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I did, Yesterday, uh, I, yeah. I I found what I think is the most terrifying Zelda uh, enemy that I've seen so far, and I don't, maybe I'll just save it for you guys, and we can all probably agree if we've seen it. Have you seen anything like really terrifying and strange? Just those fucking monster kids. Have you have you seen the monster kids yet? I hate them so much. The ones I've who seen... want the, the bubble gems. Mm-hmm. They're they're oh, like, yeah. They they look like little like clowns that are inside of a a frog mouth or whatever and and whenever you give them bubble gems they're just like okay never mind i haven't seen them but i've seen the frogs they're fun uh, i hate them so much there's a new type <laughs> of basic mob that is like native to the underground that freaked me out the first time i fought it and is it the there is the one that's the, the, the ones one that's that multiple climb, hands yeah. like that thing sucks i don't know if you fought that yeah yet. The, the ones wait, that the just show up and start chasing you. Yeah, the horribleins are cool. Uh, the the ones that the red like blobs that'll show up and chase you that have hands coming out of them. Yeah, and they, the gra- and, they and they grab you and they they suck your heart out and you can't get it back. Oh, I was too because that that was just like, oh really? Up on a hill and like like I saw it like, changes a, the a, sky and everything. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Like I, I thought it was like a, just a blob of you know the the gloop or whatever, and then all of a sudden it. I turned around and it came over the hill. Like, so because it came over the hill, I just didn't get a good view of exactly what it was. And then like, there's this weird, strange moving kind of, it looks like creepy claymation, the way that it moves yeah. and it chased after me. And like, there, there happened to be like a guy on a, a rickshaw selling stuff. And so he was, he was my escape. It was like, I went and I, I, I and like, it just like froze. Like did skitching. <laughs> like I hold, I held onto the back of the cart. Oh yeah. <laughs> I thought he was my ride out. Oh, nice. He saved the day. Those, uh, those hands, like, um, like I said, they, they take your heart away and, uh, you can actually get it back if you 
go back on the surface or if you go to either of those places that like have the light in the underground. Oh, you're talking about, yeah, the gloom, the gloom effect that takes yeah. your max hearts away. Yeah. yeah, the gloom effect. But the, yeah. but, the, but the hand guys, they grab you and they hold you and they, they suck, the and they suck, you, and they suck well. your hearts away and then they'll like have the crack down the middle so you can't heal yourself. But right. I actually beat them. There's like five of them and I won't say what happens, but I beat them. But there's another even harder thing that happens after that. So killing all of the hands is not the end. Then something showed up and I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm not doing, I'm not, not dealing with this. <laughs> I haven't spent, a but it was like a boss there. type character or whatever. And I was like, Oh no. And I, I tried fighting him. I just could not put any damage in. I'm like, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I'm not even bothering with this dude. So, okay. yeah. Well, so <laughs> I haven't spent a bunch of time in the, uh, uh, damn it. I keep wanting to call it the upside down. The depths. The depths. Yeah. They call the it the depths. depths. Yeah. I like yeah, the depths. I know, it I know actually, the depths is what it's called. Yeah. It, it reminds me of the dungeons from uh, Pikmin two, which that was my favorite of the Pikmin. Where you're in like okay. this really, it's like really dark and you can't really see anything and you use the light Pikmin to like light it up. Like kind of like how you do with the Bright Bloom. But yeah, it reminds yeah. me of that. And, and that was like my favorite thing for Pikmin too, because the underground had like no clock. You know, where Pikmin's normally like you have to wait, you know, you have to like leave when the sun goes down. But if you go underground, there's no like sun meter, so you can just stay down there as long as you want. So it's basically like a way to put dungeons inside of Pikmin. And it was really cool. So it, it okay. kind of reminded me of that. And, and like so Metroid Prime 2 obviously sure the dark world. oh the dark world yeah, yeah. i yeah. i i i'm very 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 much hoping that they'll give the metroid prime remaster tre- uh, treatment to metroid prime 2 and 3 me too 3 would be great 3 would be great but 2 would be the one that'd be really important to me cuz like i as much as i love metroid prime 3 it was also easily my least favorite of the 3 i i'd really i'd really like to make it through 2 again like i played a little bit of it after the prime remaster happened mm-hmm. like i streamed it a little bit but i would love to do because i only beat two once and i beat three a couple times so two was the one that i haven't you know seen as much so i'd mm-hmm. like to go mm-hmm. and it is kind of a weird ass game like the characters in that are weird but it's i don't know i'd like to dig into it like with the control style and the and the same you know what they gave to metroid prime so sure so i haven't spent a bunch of time in the depths um to the point where i i still really kind of have yet to grasp the relationship of the depth to the rest of the game. You know, like the, the sky, the sky world, I get its relationship to the overworld, right? Like, am I the only one that kind of gets um, a Wind Waker vibes off of the the sky world? Oh, sure, yeah. Definitely. Oh, it's totally Wind, Wind waker up there, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, Breath yeah. of the Wild was even kind of Wind waker too, where it's like, it's this huge empty space, but there's little pockets of things you can do, kind of like Wind Waker, where it's like this big water, but there's little tiny you know, islands that you could do stuff. I mean, to it, to an even smaller extent, Skyward Sword had that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't really get Wind Waker vibes from the main, the main world, but I definitely get it from the Sky World. And I, one thing I will say is um, I'm currently kind of following the same playbook that I followed when I first played Breath of the Wild. Once you get to that part of the game, the very first thing I did in Breath of the Wild is went and activated all the towers, right? Like I kind of yep. put the story aside long enough to completely <laughs> unlock the map. And that's kind of what I'm doing right now with Tears of the Kingdom. I, I don't even know how many I have. I like um I bought a couple cheap third party semi pro I will call them semi pro controllers. Uh so that we had so that none of us when we do the family game night, we don't have to pl- use Joy-Cons. We can use oh, sure. full hand controllers. So I bought like these fifteen dollar ones off Amazon. They're they're not as good power as power A's. Open, they, well, no, they're not power A's. Uh actually give me I was saying, I know, I guys, know those are kind of cheap. Well, I mean, the, I think those are maybe more like 40 or something, but well, yeah, these were, these were cheaper than that. Um, so actually the two I bought 
they they're both the same controller but one of them is like red on the left and blue on the right and the other one's the opposite but they're 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 obviously made by the same factory uh in china but they they're sold under different brand names which is really weird and like the boxes they came in, like the controllers were the identical except for the color placement but the boxes they came in were completely different right so uh, actually you guys give me one second you guys talk amongst yourself i'm going to go to the amazon app and find out what these things were called again but i uh before i got on the call with you guys i had spent an hour or so playing tears of the kingdom just to as an excuse well i'll let you guys decide whether i used tears of the kingdom as an excuse to try out the new controller or trying out the new controller as an excuse to play more tears of the kingdom but let me uh sure you guys you guys talk i'm gonna get on the amazon app and see what these things were called uh what was your you guys at in terms of like hearts and stamina and... yeah do you want to well i i don't know if you, did you give your first impressions of the game jeremy i don't think you did like when you uh, first played it. not really um so okay so i played it i waited till um you know i downloaded it and i played it online i literally was clicking it until it let me play it so i had to have been one of the first <laughs> like three million people to play it or whatever but yeah just from the get-go i mean i was i found myself kind of like being very cautious and slow about stuff at first and that's just something you don't do. And like, I don't know, it's just, it's it, the game made me uncomfortable in that way that I was a little overwhelmed at first, but um, within, within an hour, I, I was right back at home feeling like I was pray, playing, you know, breath of the wild, like I knew it. And uh, it's so much of it has just been changing my brain around to approach things differently. Now that I have a different set of skills at my disposal. And, and you were, but, you were the only one of us that had just like had played breath of the wild before, before this yeah, like like playing playing tears i was kind of like well maybe i should have played breath of the wild before but i had you know i got distracted by xenoblade and a bunch of other stuff yeah that helped me out a lot i think because uh i'm not hitting the wrong buttons quite as often i still am but oh yeah the, i was the, sort of like reverse in how to do it some of the control scheme is so dumb like uh I, it took me forever to get used to tilting stuff with the ultra hand and i still am not really used to it and i still don't like it really but I, I mostly just kind of like just rotate it around until I get it to where it's at. I just realized that you can hit ZL to yeah. kind of like reset it, which sort of helps a little bit. Yeah. But oh, I still, it, but still, it's kind of like, like yeah. resetters it. Yeah, I'll use I use the tilt when I have to, but no, I mostly use the aiming. So I don't really like the uh, rotation mechanic. Like, yeah, and me either. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me, no matter how many times I do it. I know it's something about it being on like X amount of axes for each turn or whatever you know different placements but just to get it to lay flat you gotta like keep rotating it moving it in weird ways it's like a rubik's cube except yeah basically move uh, it around really until you can flatten it or until like i wish if you want to just like a button put it at an angle it's really or it'll get I wish an angle and it's like you can what's, hit that would yeah. just make it parallel to the ground automatically like yeah put it yeah. right side up with this one button press that would be yeah. so helpful in building so, yeah, um, so there, there's a there's a trick to it and i'm just struggling to, art, to sort of articulate it but once i figured that out it was like oh okay now um it, like it, so if you if you if you hit left or right uh you know one time it kind of does quarter turns right but yeah. if you're if the object is askew a little bit from uh you know like a quarter turn position or whatever it'll it'll correct to like make it a to wherever the quarter turn would have been once my oh. brain kind of kind of uh clicked with that Maybe I'll think of a better way to say it later. Um, then I was like, okay, yeah, this suddenly got a lot more understandable. Yeah, I mean, I, I can I do it. I, right just, to... I just basically rotate it until I can make yeah. it flat or whatever. It's, it's just like, it yeah. seems like it takes 
longer than it should. And like a lot of times, I've gotten I would like make it, easy it, to do I'm that, making yeah. it diagonal, and I'm like, oh well, now I yeah, fucked exactly. it up again. Now I got to rotate it around. It's like, all right, whatever. Well, some of, some of the shrines, great. yeah. Some of the shrines you want to use like angled pieces to like build your structures or to like have something sitting at the proper angle. And that's where it gets a little more tough where you're like, well, this needs to be at a 45 degree angle. And I'm having a really hard time getting it there. There was this fucking weird ass system. Yeah. Yeah. It takes trial and error. Yeah, for sure. Um, So, so I put the, I put the names of those controllers in the chat. One of them is Yoxus and one of them is deep Dawn. Yes. I also, uh, I included a picture. It it looks nice. It's pretty basic, but it works fine. It has uh, whatever, um, rumble and i don't know if it has rumble i don't know if it has rumble but if we're going to use it as like controller three and controller four i guess i don't really care yeah most of the cheaper ones sacrifice the rumble yeah it's only like 20 bucks yeah 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 i'm officially referring to it as the switch semi-pro controller nice i mean i don't really i don't even really like the regular switch controller switch uh, pro controller i sent it to jeremy because uh, none of his that's uh, what I've been con- using. None of his controllers were working, so I sent you my Switch controller, uh, Switch Pro controller, because I never use it because I just use the 8-bit Doe one. So I just like sent it off. But I did. Uh, we did actually. Um, we 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 gathered all of our amiibo together, and Jess and I did, and just scanned some of them to see if we could get anything. And all all, all we really got was was Epona. You know, that's the only thing I actually okay. got that was uh, interesting from all of them. Because I guess it's a small percentage to get like whatever the specific thing is but i think you can buy them or you can find them in the world now you don't necessarily have to get them from the amiibo but I but think, i but um, i had a bunch I, of uh i i had a lot more zelda amiibo than i thought <laughs> i'm uh I'm, I'm on a discord group with a bunch of local friends from des moines here uh who are mostly gamers and and uh one of them had just tried a bunch of amiibos and some really weird shit happened like like i don't remember which amiibos these were so you'll have to forgive me for that but one of the amiibos like um rained meat like a whole bunch of meat fell from the sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah stu- stuff fall from the sky whenever you scan them, and it'll be different depending on which one. But you always get, you'll get a treasure, and you'll get some random shit. So like, okay, like if you scan the Majora's Mask one, you get a bunch of mushrooms. You get a bunch of random <laughs> mushrooms and and a and and a you know and a treasure. And there's a and there's like a very small percentage that you'll get the Ani Link like outfit that he wears at the end of Majora's Mask. That, that's what I've heard, you know, but. But well, I, 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 but and you can only scan them like once. I've got the mask, for whatever, that, but not the outfit. Yeah. Well, I might be mistaken. I might have misread what was going on because I was only paying so much attention. But uh, I thought they said that one of the amiibos actually caused him to fall over dead right away. Is that the is that the Ganon one? I haven't tried that yet. <laughs> I don't know, but that would you know that makes sense, wouldn't it? I mean, well, the uh, what was it? Twilight. Does Prince? it only work with Zelda amiibo specifically? I think so. Yeah. I think that's all they. Tried. I didn't, I didn't try. I didn't try any of the other ones. Uh, I want to try the Mario cereal one. I remember. I, I, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't think that works for anything. Maybe maybe Yoshi's Crafted World because you could scan anything on that. What was it? Um, in Twilight Princess, if you scan Ganon, it actually makes the game harder, which I thought that was cool because that game is easy as fuck. Like seriously, you you get like you lose like a quarter heart every time anybody hits you. But uh, but if you scan like if you scan the Ganon, it'll maybe do like three quarter heart or something like that still still pretty damn easy but but yeah one 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 thing one thing on the on the subject like jeremy when you're talking about like taking it slow uh i forgot like how bad the save is where like well in the beginning it like doesn't auto save that much so if you're not paying attention and you automatically die you might lose like an hour worth of gameplay which i did but now that i'm like traveling all over the place now now it constantly auto saves so i i don't really think Mm -hmm. about it but i was getting so pulled into the game that i didn't even think about it and then i'd die and it'd be like oh yeah last time you saved was like an hour ago and i'm like what and then I have yeah. to go back to that was really annoying, but 
I feel like it's changed now because maybe because I go to more places, maybe it autosaves more, but but I was kind of pissed about it at the beginning. I'm like, what? This, this sucks. Like, why do I have to save well, all the time? Why is it autosaving so little? I guess that's on the, the plateau, the, the first plateau. Sure. Well, so I've been so fixated on getting those towers that I have not done a whole lot of uh, shrines. I will say I, I like the look, the aesthetic of the this the Tears of the Kingdom shrines better than the Breath of the Wild. They're much easier and to the, see from the, well, with the little like spiral. Bob's house. I like that. Well, they look like the they look like the pineapple under the sea with the the green on top. Oh, I, I wish I, I like had the design, seen, but, but it is true. Well, I mean, I wish I didn't like somebody. Should, somebody on the internet said something about them, and now I can't unsee it. <laughs> oh, it looks well, like maybe someone. Don't say it. Go ahead, and say it. What is it Go like? Ahead. A smelly turd or something? Simple. It's like someone bending over and pulling their butt cheeks apart and the entrance is their bubble. <laughs> you know, we'll find out whether or not I see huh. that the next time I find one. Yeah, you will. You uh, will. <laughs> well, okay, but okay. I, so, I like how the doors glow now too. Like if you've already been to uh, one, like, so you, if you see like it in the distance, it's like, oh yeah, that door is. <laughs> Cause, they, cause yeah. they glow all the time. Right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> only if you're doing it right. <laughs> yeah. <of course. laughs> no, I, I like I like the the way the new trends look a lot. Um, what was Thank your you. what was your first impression of the game, John? Did you say that yet? Well, I I did. Or, I did. Uh, John, couple... other John. Sorry, John. Oh, sorry, with sorry, one sorry, with sorry. one N, no H. Uh, oh, <laughs> Michigan uh, John. First impressions. I mean, I just kept like found myself automatically saying "Wow" throughout the whole the whole time I was playing. Yeah, it, it looks like uh, Tears. Excuse me, Breath of the Wild. I think but, it looks better. Uh, though. Beyond beyond it, it's 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 better yeah i, I read uh, i think everything about it is better i think like they had just um if they had just made something on par with breath of the wild i think everybody would have been pleased i would have been pleased i would have said wow they did it they made something as good as breath of the wild but so far and i'm i don't know i'll probably guess i'm 25 or 30 hours in at this point all signs are pointing to me towards this being actually a better game than breath of the wild oh yeah no um, I, they I, did it? I don't know i i think I it's i think it's definitely it, better yeah. Uh, so far, like I, I could I could tell everybody what their hours. John, are. you have more you have more hours than that, John. Do I? Uh, according uh, according to can my you guys uh, look at my hours. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna look at everybody's hours. According to my think... according to my switch, it says that John that John Wedgworth. It says 15 hours or more. Now that could be like 19 hours or something. You know, it's sure, it's sure. it's never it's never. Don't think it's exact. Uh, Jeremy, it says 50 hours or more, and John, it says 40 hours or more. Um, Wow, John uh, Knitter. So, so I'm and actually. We, we, we remember when Trey's Trey's was 65 or more. I thought We're that I thought that you would have. So done it could be. Night. So it could be 69. It could have. Nice. Yeah, so, I actually had 69 uh, uh, shrines, but I have more now. Um, so that's crazy. Nice. It's, I, you know, we just talked about the beginning of the episode. We talked about how in the first 20 hours, I I only spent two hours not sleeping, not working, playing Tears of the Kingdom. But of the four of us, I'm by far by far the one who spent the least amount of time in it. So I've experienced less of the game than any of you guys have. And well, now there you're were... also a father. I think you got to take right. that into account. That's true. That's but you got, true. you got family and work and all that family yeah. and work. And yeah, but still, I mean, I have still. work. I just don't have family. Sure. Well, I got, well, I got to catch, I got to play catch up with you guys, but you got family, uh, you got, you got cats and a fiance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So a couple of things you guys had said about that. I kind of wanted to springboard off of, one thing that I noticed is after coming off of so much time playing Horizon Forbidden West, my muscle memory for controls is all fucked up for Tears yep. of the Kingdom. Like, how yeah. many times have I tried to dash and ended up like ducking and like yeah. creeping? You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, like, that, that kind of yeah. Well, most most games, a lot of games, like you click in the the left stick to run, and that was kind of mm-hmm. like what I uh, 
what I've kept trying to do and it, you just stuck. And, and, and for some reason, like I always, I can never remember that L is the ultra hand or whatever your shit is. Like I always Same. try to hit like right on the anal on the control pad or something else, or I try to like throw the weapon or hit R or I don't know. I always do it wrong every single time. And I'm just like, yep. I played and you said I played this for like sixty five hours or whatever, and I still can't remember how to do yeah. how to do the yeah. thing the right way. I don't know. That that doesn't. That, yeah, that makes me that makes me feel very. Uh, that fills me with dread that that many hours in you're still having that problem. Because I thought, well, maybe it's just because I'm only fifteen to twenty hours in that I'm still having that problem. But how many times have I thrown a weapon rather than fired an arrow? You know that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. I actually threw a weapon. I threw a weapon earlier today. You know I'm multiple hours into it i threw a weapon and even attached something to it i didn't even realize you could do that i guess with spears you mm-hmm. can attach oh you can attach something to, to everything well no i know that but you can attach it to it as a projectile like you do an arrow oh so you select what item i didn't uh, oh so if you, you no. can throw a spear with a bomb on the end of yeah it if you oh yeah, yeah. no but actually th- that's how you throw items without arrows is like you hold the throw button and then you press up and then you'll throw the item instead of the weapon that's you have that's, to that's, do how, that's how you do that before you have to do the fuse and then you throw the weapon like because i had just when i was doing that play session before our recording time, i mean i, I threw uh, i threw a i threw a spear that had well there a was a lot and it blew up oh yeah well there was a, because there was yeah a, that's how i throw stuff without and that and that and that kind of freaks me out because i don't want to accidentally throw the weapon because i have a pretty good collection of weapons like i have i just made one that was almost level 50 damage like today, nice. and I was like, "Yeah," and I and I killed those giant skeletons. So I have these skeleton swords that are like my favorite. That are, like, that are forty something. The big, mm-hmm. the big giant ones. Like I found one that was under a bunch of rocks, and I had to the ones that are like cover it, and it got up. Yeah, with the big eyes, and they give you a specific skeleton sword, and you get a specific item to to like stick to it, and it oh. makes and it makes a specific skeleton weapon. I almost killed. And I have one, two of them. So, so, but there is this, there's this cave where there's a hidden shrine and what you have to do is you have to throw a spear with a wings on it through a a hole and then it'll make the shrine come up. And that, that's something I'd experienced like just a couple hours before we recorded tonight. I didn't get get to that one. Yeah. It's close to, it's close to the, uh, tower in the foreign region, I think Hmm. where it is. There was one, uh, there was one that was like a, a, a shrine that I did. That was in an island in a skyland, sky island, sky, whatever. Skyland, I um, like it. I like well, that's, it. We yeah, just, we we said that before. Be, Skylanders, yeah, Skylanders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the reason they couldn't do that. I'm yeah, sure. it's weird to just call it Skyland, whatever. Uh, there was one that was in a sky island, and uh, it's not the shrine isn't there. There's just a, there's just a gate, and you touch the mm-hmm. gate, and then there's a and then there's a ring that appears, but there's a sh- there's like a shield with a sled on the bottom of it. And you basically take the the shield and you like do the jump the the shield the shield surfing, and you get on a sled and then you go through the ring and then you land on a mountain like on an ice mountain and then you do like a crazy snowboarding uh, <laughs> ring thing wow. and then and then at the end you there's a shrine like you have to go through the rings in a certain amount of time on your oh, okay. on your seal on your shield uh, sled shield sled and if you and if you're not you have to if you don't you won't go fast enough but that's how i figured out you have to get on the thing and then you fall directly down on the shield sled and then you go through the little uh um course and then at the end there's the shrine like there, there's been so many cool shrines that i've gotten to but uh mm-hmm. why, why don't we talk about our progress uh where we're at on the game well so um, you would asked uh how many hearts how yeah. many hearts and stuff i only still i still, i only have the four hearts i um oh, damn. Cause, well, no, because I prioritize the stamina wheels. 
Uh, like oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, that's a, yeah. I, you know, people do their own, you know. Yeah. Do their I, thing. Well, I, I, I haven't done a bunch of shrines because I've been so fixated on the towers. But just like with Breath of the Wild, with Breath of the Wild, I I spent like my first several uh, upgrades were all were all stamina because it's like, hey, this unlocks the world to me. I can climb a tall mountain rather than a short mountain, right? You know, and so and then once I have that, then I can start going after the heart. So I only have the four hearts. I have I only have like half a. Uh, I, I've only unlocked like two stamina wheel upgrades so far, but that's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna I'm gonna um, I'm gonna get my stamina wheel 100 before I really fix it too much on hearts. Yeah, I think you can get what like three wheels, wheels, three wheels or four wheels or whatever. I, okay. I want to. I, I always want to get all the hearts. I mean, I I go back and forth. You know, obviously, I have two full wheels of stamina right now. I actually have two full wheels and one like quarter also on top of that. Mm-hmm. I just got that before we started recording. But what what I really wanted, like my my like what happened to me is I wanted to get to the second level of hearts, and there's way more hearts on this than there are on Tears of the Kingdom. Like Tears of the Kingdom had thirty, had fifteen and fifteen. You mean Breath I, of the Wild? I, or, yeah, Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Breath of the Wild had 15 and 15. I'm at 17, and I still haven't hit the bottom row of hearts yet. So I think there's 40 in this one. Nice. So, like, because I, I was like, because I got to 15 hearts, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to add another heart, and then I'll be on the second level, and then I'll just keep throwing everything into stamina after that, because I just want to get to the second level. And then I got to it, and it just added another one. There was a second level. I'm like, what the fuck? So I did another one. I added another one. It still didn't get there. I'm like... What the hell, man? Because I looked online and I was like, "How many are there?" And it said thirty, just like Breath of the Wild. And I'm like, "You are full of shit." There's, there's more than that because I got the seventeen and hasn't gone to the second line yet. But well, I have, it'll be interesting uh, to look at the intro when he has all of his hearts. See how he. Oh how yeah, even though I there. think I think he has less there too, though, because it's supposed to be the ones that you had oh. at the end of Breath of the Wild, not at the end of Tears of the Kingdom. But um, my my stats are uh, I just made it to seventy three um, shrines. I just had one more. Oh. I have 70, 73 shrines, 17 stamina, uh, two and a quarter wheels of sta- of uh, stamina, and uh, I've beat two temples, dungeons, whatever. I did yeah, 17 hearts. 17, 17 hearts. 17 hearts, yeah. 17 hearts, two wheels of stamina, plus one quarter. And I did the water and the fire temple. But I've just been, I've been shrine crazy. That's what, what I've been doing, going to a lot of those. And, it, and it's, and uh, we've been... Like Jess and I, we've been playing together a lot. It actually really helps to have somebody watch it with you because they'll be like, hey, have you tried that? And a lot of times it was stuff I had not even thought of that had gotten me through some of the shrines. But uh, yeah, we've been playing it together. And it was kind of like, you know, I would do some of the extra stuff and then we would do a dungeon together and that sort of thing. And and that's kind of so I was like, you know, while Jess is asleep, I'll I'll do like more shrine stuff and then we'll try to get to do another dungeon thing, do more like story based stuff. Or I'll find some of the memories and then I'll show them again, like when. uh, Mm when they get up and all that so i wonder if i should run upstairs and grab my switch so i can get my exact stats yeah go for it i'll talk about my stats okay so i'm at 41 shrines i just finished my 41st shrine um i have seven hearts but i've switched over to hearts and i actually realized i have nine uncashed orbs or whatever so oh, okay so you can we'll call it. it nine we'll call it nine hearts because i'm i'm on like to the point where i'm building my hearts but i the very first one you have to choose heart Oh yeah, yeah, you do. And then after that, I only did stamina until I got two full wheels. And then after that, yeah, I've been putting it all into hearts. So yeah, let's say I have nine hearts, even though I have seven written here because that's what I'm going to spend the money on. But yeah, I've got. Uh, I've only done one temple, the Wind Temple. So I've done a different temple than you. Okay, and, okay. Uh, I did the Wind Temple as well. That's supposed to be the first one, but I just is it. I guess that's what yeah. people say online, the, like like the, the Mega Man that, uh, order or whatever. That's the Rito yeah, one, yeah. right? It felt. For, uh, it felt. Ex- you go there first, yeah. 
Does she? It, it felt yeah. so much like a divine beast. I was actually kind of disappointed, to be honest, but it was still cool. Don't get me wrong, but. Do you still have to find five things and interact yeah. with five things to open a door and fight a boss? Yeah, they're all like yeah. that. Or at least the other two that I've played are like that. Also, just not as sprawling as I would have hoped. Like, since it's a dungeon, I would have thought it would be a, a lot bigger, but it was about the size of a of a divine beast, maybe slightly bigger, but I've seen, I've I'd seen say it wasn't think, a whole lot bigger. I really enjoyed the lead in to that dungeon though i think if you yeah think of the lead-in plus the dungeon itself yeah, i would say have, the lead-in is part of the dungeon yeah some of them yeah, have a lot of uh part. well because we we did the water one which we really really liked but it has it takes a very long time until you get to the actual actual whatever quote-unquote dungeon part so yeah there's a long lead-in but also it's like uh that's kind of like another thing i would say about it, it you know where you're saying like there's not much of a tutorial and you go right into it but also Really, some of these characters just need to shut the fuck up. Like, they tell you the same thing over and over and over and over and over again, like 200 times. Like, f- like 50 different characters all tell you the same thing. It's all highlighted. It's like, yes, I know. Shut the fuck up. I know I have to go here and do this. Like, I know. Come on, please. Like, just why do you have to keep telling me this? But then sometimes they don't tell you anything. They just drop you into a thing and they're like, you know, th- this, there, there's a dragon over there. Just whatever. Just go figure it out. And it's like, what? Yeah. It's like you told me 5,000 times to cl- to climb up the fucking waterfall, but this one thing is like, you don't say anything. You're just like, I don't know what to do. It's like, okay. <laughs> it has this really weird Oh, so that. that must be part of getting to the temple. It's climbing the waterfall. Cause I'm at the part in the Zora thing where I have to go meet. I, I mean, that, I, I, figured the, that, I figured that was obvious because you had to do it in the I end have end. to go meet the researcher at the, the lake, so I haven't done that yet. Yeah. So I've like partially gotten through that one, and uh, I fought the... There's like a mini boss you have to fight on the fire temple one that I, I already beat that mini boss. And so I'm like in the process. Oh, the, the of one, the one in the, the, the one in the air. Yeah. Yeah. That was the one where I'm like, where they don't tell you anything where the guy's like, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I don't know what to do either. Like, what are we supposed yeah. to do here? But that ended up being really cool. Like I, I didn't know what the fuck was happening, but it happened. I don't want to give too it was much like, away. It was yeah. like the boss level in Mario land or something that just throws you for a loop. It's just yeah. kind of like, what is happening? And yeah. And that's the guy that I wanted to stab in the face a million times. We both did. Justin, and I did that, you know, Bo or whatever. That's like, I can do it. Let me do it. I can do it. Yeah. 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 He, he'll, He's he, like, it. he'll say totally that about, hello. he'll say that about 5 million times when you're in the, uh, when you're yeah. in the, when you're in the dungeon with him, it's just like I've had to turn the volume the down. Fuck up, please! Like, around just she doesn't like the like all the squeals and stuff that characters make when you're talking to them, especially if I'm like doing something over and over again with somebody and they keep talking. Yeah, I mean, I think most of the voices are pretty good, but the but the Goron, Unobo, whatever, his voice just does not match that character. I don't think because <laughs> he's all like, "Hi, what's up? I'm a Goron. Hey, it's like, why are you so high pitched? Like, what's happening? He's here? a himbo." Yeah, I guess. I don't know. He's annoying as crap. But thankfully, when you get him to follow you around later, they don't talk. I guess that's sort of a when when you get their avatars or whatever. But you already know you beat one of the you beat one of the, the temples. Yeah. So but, I'm going to sound like a total noob here, but I'm trying to find where it shows. Oh, just like, go just uh, just warp to somewhere. It'll it'll show it while it's loading. Oh yeah yeah yeah. yeah. That's that's right. Okay yeah that's good. So I've beat one temple uh, hearts. I think I'm at five because I beat that one temple. Uh, I've been prioritizing the stamina, and I've got uh, I got one and a half uh, the stamina meter so far. Okay. okay. But my reason is, you know, I, I, as far as you know, I'm I'm 40 hours in, but I think I'm pretty far behind on the hearts and the stamina from you guys. I'm I'm guessing that's because of the way that I've chosen to go into this game. Um, I'm trying to play it the way that uh, the the way that I think they they've intended. Like like 
Breath of the Wild, I went in and played it however I wanted to. Now I'm kind of like listening, taking cues, and like, you know, Pura said, oh, you should go check out this temple first. So so I went there first. And then I'm also taking my time with the um, the compendium, which is a, a the compendium was something I pretty much completely ignored in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, and I came, the, I, the I came to regret you, that later what you, on. What do you mean? The compendium is um, you take pictures of everything in the game. Oh, okay. It registers, yeah. you know, registers, you know, the the fox or you know, your mm-hmm. boko spear, and pretty much. But then later you on, you can search with. for it, right? Yeah, but you gotta, you gotta, you, you gotta do a certain thing in the underground before you can get to that. I know that for right. sure. I can't find that certain. I thing. haven't done but that there, yet, but there yeah. is a thing you have to do in the depths before you can get to mm. that. Later in Breath of the Wild, there was a point where it was like, oh, you need to have X amount of photos in the compendium to to get this item or whatever. I don't remember the specifics oh, really? of it. Yeah, I don't remember that. There was something like that. Um, I I played the game not recently, I guess, but like a year ago, Breath of the Wild, I, I beat it, and, I, and and I had nothing in the compendium when this thing came around, uh, so I decided this time around, I'm going to actually like take pictures of every single thing. If it's something new, I'm going to do it, take a picture of it, and I found that playing it that way, yes, it slows the whole thing down as far as your progress, but this is something that they put in this game, and they thought it was a good idea, and they wanted you to, to do it, and I found that it just makes it, uh, it's actually made me like Sort of, sort of get into the adventure side of it a little bit more, like the, the Animal Crossingness of of it all. You know, just existing in this unique world and paying attention to nature and all that. And I I, I like that. It's it's made me slow down a little bit and appreciate it a little bit more. Getting all these pictures for sure. Uh, did you find your your stats, John? DM yes, John? I'm working on putting that all together right now. So uh, seven out of fifteen towers plus one discovered but not unlocked. Uh, I have four hearts. I have one. I mean, of course, you open the game with one stamina wheel. So I really only have two extra stamina add-ons. I have one blessing right now. I've completed 13 shrines. God, what is the symbol underneath the shrine above the Korok seed? Is, is that is that the, the tower? Like, is, Yeah, I couldn't figure out what that was either. I, I don't know, but whatever it is, I have three of them. Uh, I have nine Korok seeds and I have 130 rupees. Oh yeah, I don't know how many cores. I've actually I've upgraded a bunch of stuff from S2, so I did have a. I probably had maybe like thirty Korok seeds or something like that. Okay, I haven't found S2 yet, so I, I'm sitting on thirty something Korok seeds. Yeah, I did. I honestly, I I, I got I got tired of uh, running out of uh, our, uh, weapon space, so I just looked online to where he was. He's like just like northwest of the of that middle town or whatever. Oh, okay. I would have never found him if I didn't look it up. But but once you find him once, he'll be in that main town the whole time, which which helps. Like the one, he, the he one with came Pura. To the main town without me finding him. So oh, I yeah. Just, I guess sometimes he'll do that too. Different. Yeah. So what's the main town? Uh, the one where Pura, uh, lookout, where Pura is. Lookout Landing. Yeah. Lookout Landing. Okay. The one that's in the middle of the map. Mm. I consider that to be not the main, ca- the not Kakariko Village. No, I know. No. I consider that to be the main town because it's in the middle of the whole thing. Yeah. Since, since John, you were talking about how you how you approach the game, we did get a, we got a question on the on the community page on Facebook. Actually, Hutch Hutch asked us. So, with Tears of the Kingdom out now, what do you prioritize? Hearts, stamina, weapons, shields, bows, story quest, side quest, and then uh, Joel, our, who was on our show last week, uh, Joel Dewitt said, "Shrines, towers, got to have those fast travel points, yep. or, or just let yep. me explore." Like, what are the things for those? Like, I kind of said already, 
and I know Hutch knows how I play games because that's why I played Xenoblade Chronicles 3, but I'm basically grinding. I'm grinding on, on Zelda, but I like the world so much and I like being in it that it's just, for me, I just, I find a tower and then I go up in the tower and then I just look around and mark yep. all the shrines and then I go to all the shrines. Hmm. There was one thing in the core and the Goron area where there's a shrine like on the top of Death Mountain and I would go up to the shrine on Death Mountain and then I'd look around and be like, all right, I'm going to go there, there, and there. So I'd go to one and then I warp back to Death Mountain and I go to another and then I warp back to Death Mountain and then I go to the other. So I'm just like on a man, on a mad shrine hunt. That's basically what I'm doing. This is, it's making me think there's got to be more than 120. There's 150 some. I actually looked it up. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There's like 158 or something like that. Actually, Some multiple that, four probably. So I'm I almost halfway it. there. I wanted to, I wanted to get like almost halfway before we before we did because I'm at 73. So that's almost like I guess would it be like saw, 80 or something. I saw Hutch's post and uh, I I wrote out my my order. I didn't have time to actually post back, but I've got it here. So well, I mean, I figured we'd answer it on the show. Sure, sure. One is stamina for me because as John said, it it unlocks the world and I think it makes getting all these other things a lot easier. Unless uh, you fly longer. Yeah, mm-hmm. you fly longer. Yeah, well, sure, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, I kind of gone yeah. back and forth. Like, I, I wanted to get enough to where I was a little bit stronger, but then I also, like, for mm-hmm. a while, I was going, like, okay, heart, stamina, heart, stamina, heart, stamina, just go. With the hearts, you can, like, you can just get make a bunch of food. Yeah. You got to. You can do, do it with stamina, anyway. too, though. You can make but stamina to give you extra wheels. Food, then you actually make more progress because you're now adding to your recipe book. Yeah. Uh, so I, th- I think it's just, I think this is the most efficient way, in my opinion. Just stamina first. Shrines yep. and towers, second. Uh, story quests, hearts, then weapons. Uh, side quests, bows, shields, and then last, exploring. Previously in Breath of the Wild, I put exploring at number one, and I ended up walking, although I enjoyed it, I was walking all over the map without necessarily making progress. The, the exploring, I think, is going to happen as a result of focusing all the, on all those other things first. Or- organically. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to throw, uh, I, it's a similar order of view. I definitely put stamina first, like I said, because you could fly longer and flying is very important in this game. So I just want right. to increase the amount of time I can do that. Um, so that's all I put anything into uh, at first. And then after that, it's fucking around. Like you said, exploring, <laughs> fucking around is kind of the same thing, but this it, game has it, a lot, it of, is a lot new of fun systems in it. Yeah, it's a lot of it's fun. It's a lot of just, new systems. Just fuck around and not and do I, I just want to like do something and see if it makes me laugh or it makes me excited. And, you know, the first time I actually found one of those gliders and, like, went for a flight, I was just, like, so giddy with excitement, you know? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, my God, I can't. And, like, I've been doing that over and over again. Every time I have a chance, I, I take out the glider and I do something with it. And it's fun every time. It hasn't started. they put fun. it so early. That's a, yeah. a, a, a talk about first impressions. There's a lot of stuff in there that you saw in the in the trailers, and you're like, "Oh, that'll be cool when I get to it," and you know, twelve hours or whatever. But no, they just like give you the glider right away. So here, have some fun, give you some fans, and mm-hmm. you're flying within two mm-hmm. hours of playing the game. Yeah, they 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 kind of had to establish that at the beginning, and they have the capsule machines too, like right there on the mm-hmm. on the. The capsule machines plateau. are so cool. I love them so much. What what do you, uh, what do you use to what do you use to buy them with? I've mostly been using uh, charges because they give you. Yeah, more. I've just been using the charges, but when I get the big charges, I'll throw those in there. Because... Yeah, I'm just curious what people put in there because I think it's just Zoni related stuff, right? I'd... Yeah, I've tried putting other. I've tried putting like just straight Zonite in there. It it won't it'll take let it. you, but it just spits it back out at you. Yeah, I, I need to find somewhere to to offload my zonite because i have like 250 like regular zonites i know there's somewhere you can trade them in for like a 
for something. I think you upgrade your battery packs or something. Yeah, because you have to get a certain amount of uh, energizers, but in order to get those, you have to trade in Zonite to get it. And I and it's it's on the I think it's on the temple or it's on the opening plateau somewhere, but I don't remember where. And they only have a couple of them there. I wish there was somewhere on the bottom map to do it, but I don't know. I haven't been able to find it. But I ran into anybody a guy did, made you know, let cubes. us know. That I couldn't beat. He was pretty hard, but uh, there I found I found this. You spot found where a guy a made out of cubes. Yeah, I, yeah, found that guy. I, beat, I beat a couple of kinda, those guys. He looks like the boss from a. Uh, he looks like Gunstar Vector Man or whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, he looks like he looks like one of the mini bosses from Gunstar Heroes on the Genesis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> it wasn't there a guy in that in Vector Man like that too. Actually, I think I'm thinking yeah. about the Gunstar Heroes. Person, it's all but yeah, it's totally like. Uh, but uh, so yeah. near that guy, this one guy I got to there was uh, it was just a a square board with four fans on it and then a steering stick but buy it and that's it's an omnidirectional like flying device like it's awesome yeah once you and, get the uh, steering stick right like, by I was, it I was right by it so was bad. a ton of these batteries i didn't know what they were at the time i kind of had to figure it out but they're just extra batteries you just like stick wherever you can fit on your device and mm-hmm. it gives it like extra like an extra basically a meter of your stamina worth of uh, or of your battery worth of charge so i ended up putting like five or six of these batteries everything that was laying around on this little tiny like square and i'm like is this gonna lift up is it gonna be okay one thing i found out i don't think your body weight matters oh sure yeah. devices it's, it's they discount that completely yeah. yeah 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 but yeah it lifted off just fine and i ended up being able to fly in this thing for like probably five minutes almost before it finally died and i'm just like holy shit this is like crazy it's so early in the game i can like really just kind of fly anywhere i want but i tried flying all the way up to like a different sky island and it couldn't quite make it, so that was probably probably you know planned on purpose. But what's cool? What's cool about a lot of those is like when you run out of battery power. I mean, in the the block ones like they'll just stay yeah. where they are, and then you can just recharge, and then you just keep going. And and also kind of with the glider ones. Oh, I haven't made I haven't made a I haven't made a, a flying device with one of those floating blocks yet. I didn't even think of it. Yeah, use it with the floating blocks because they don't they won't they'll stay in place whenever you run out of. Yeah, they like lock in place. Yeah, when, whenever you run out of batteries. But and same with like the glider. Even if you run out of batteries, it's still going to be in the air. It's not just going to like crash. You know, it's just going to float. It's just going to not so have you go taken, out as fast. Have you guys taken a glider out with nothing? Yeah, yeah. You, you, you have to do it. At, so I thought you had to do it at the beginning, at the first. You, and then you just, and then yeah. you walk around on it to to like get it to steer. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, it's so cool how yeah, you well can steer that works. without the without the steering thing, which is pretty cool. Well, and so, I did learn on I did learn this on Twitter, but whatever. I don't know if you all have been doing this, but to launch a glider, use your ultra hand just to lift it up in the air, bring it back down, and then rewind it. Hop on top, and then the rewind lifts it up, and then you can launch. Oh, I, like, I haven't done that with space. I haven't done that with the uh, vehicles, but I have done it a lot in uh, trines yeah. where I want some to be somewhere. I'll like put it over there, bring it back, and then and get yeah. on it, and then rewind it, and take it back over there. Yeah, the rewind thing is super cool, mm-hmm. and it also doesn't have it has a, a much longer range, so. If you like, if one of your vehicles goes a wall, you're like, oh shit! A lot of times you can catch it in time to bring as, it back as long to as you. you can see it, you can do it. Like yeah. it, it has no limit, which is pretty awesome. Like on the rewind, as long as the thing doesn't like fall in a fall in a hole or whatever, where you can't see it anymore, you can you can pull it back from now. However long, it, how far it is away. I sent I sent a glider out with a fan on it, and then I chased it <laughs> on my uh, with my paraglider just to see it. Like, and I've, I realized, well, for one, you can't use your <laughs> You can't use Ultra Hand or any of those devices while you're gliding. How many how many times have you guys caught a but I chased star I chased it while you're falling from a sky tower or something? I, uh, yeah, I, just, I, I never caught them in the sky, but I, I I find them. I mean, that you could sell them for I have three or, stars for, for two for two hundred. 
So I sold them to buy stuff. Sure. Yeah, I got several I've, I've only I've only caught two, but both times I was in midair falling from either a tower launch or wow. from a sky island. That's cool. When I, I, when I caught it. Yeah. There was another thing I didn't know uh, that I just figured out like a day ago. Uh, speaking of those charges that you, you that would use on the capsule machines, you know, if you actually use them on yourself, you can actually build up additional uh, battery spots. So it's basically like building your hearts without having heart meters. So you can build it up to like five or six batteries and they will be with you until they run out. So you, you'll just, you will have that for however long and it's pretty cool. So you can make oh, okay. it, you can make it like five or six charges and it'll, and you'll always have it until you get on the next thing. And then it'll, you know, it's, it, I, I didn't even know because I was just trying to recharge one thing. And then all of a sudden I had like five other batteries that it did. I was like, oh shit, now I got like five battery meters. I'm like, all right, uh, mm-hmm. we should, uh, why don't we, let's take a break and then we'll come back and we could just talk about like, good I don't me. know, stuff that we found, but not too spoilery or whatever. You know? Okay. Hey, you. It's me, Mario. Yeah, you. <laughs> Subscribe to our Patreon to hear our bonus shows, which happen every month. I'm a tired. Tired of all the big corporate podcasts spoon-feeding you the same old video game news on every single show. Ah, spaghetti. Ah, ravioli. Then expand! Wow! With Nintendo Main Expansion Pack. It's us talking about old games that were important to us. It's us interviewing people that we meet at conventions. And heck, it's live shows from those same conventions. It's basically everything you could want that Nintendo Main ever made. Here we go! And it's just a buck a month. That's less than a bad indie on the eShop. It's $12 a year, which is less than Nintendo Switch Online. <laughs> Thank you so much for subscribing to our Patreon and supporting Nintendo Main. Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and hey, Mario, let go. Whoa. 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 He's throwing us back to the show. So long, gay Bowser. Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Game over.
All right, we're we're back from the break. Uh, we were just talking on the on the Patreon stuff, and John uh, Des Moines John wanted to mention this. Um, how have how has everyone been been uh, treating their Koroks? Uh, hmm. Any Korok abuse going on here? Uh, I don't really do much of it. I, I sometimes I drop a, a rock on their face like right after I picked it up, but I haven't been making like crucifixion uh, vehicles or anything like that. I don't know if you've seen the videos, but they're pretty hilarious where they got a big like spit where they're just like roasting them over a fire and like people are just doing all sorts of crazy shit to like just. Even though I kind of wish you Is could there... like, I wish you could punt them. Like you could just like just kick them and just out of just out of here and just be like, get out of here and just. You no, know, people would put them on rock and over launch there. them off in space. You know, yeah. I mean, yeah. like I guess yeah, I you don't... could stick a because you can you can fuse them to stuff just like you could anything else. I wish I could put it on a shield or something and then just like take it to the person instead of having because I just pick it up and carry it with the ultra hand. That's yeah. basically what I've been and doing. Just walk mostly, yeah. But the I thing, the, the problem with fusing it to something. I don't know if you figured that out either, but if you fuse something, you can actually take, you can unfuse it, but whatever you fuse to it gets destroyed. Mm -hmm. So if you fuse to your shield, then the Korok would have to die for your shield to be a shield again. So you'd have to kill, kill the Korok. Makes sense. But yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't really abused them, but the videos are pretty, are pretty funny of it. I guess I haven't abused them. They're incredibly annoying. I ignore them as well, which is, I guess, a form of abuse. Well, it's a neglect. I, I I neglect them as well. I, I, I don't, I don't, help them most of the time but i sure as hell don't hurt them i you know it's like you should help like, them. i mean help them man you, you need you need more uh you need more weapon spots you know it's important. more gilded poop i guess but anyway um i don't know i i think i, I think the corox might be there as a you know to to get you more excited about the building mechanics it's, I, it's I usually guess. built it's usually something like you're supposed to use a building mechanic i think yeah, but a lot of times there's from point A to point B. I've been approaching the Koroks. I've been like, if they're, if it's an easy, a simple one, you know, shoot the arrow or, or follow mm -hmm. the leader or whatever it was. Oh, you mean finding the it, single it, ones? Yeah, do it. I'll do it right then and there. But most of the, most of the escort ones, since they require a little bit more, a little bit more brain power sometimes, and I'm on my way to doing something else, I just mark it with a leaf on the map. And, oh, okay. You know, at, some, at some point, I'm going to come. Oh, back you use the leaf for that. That makes oh, sense. Oh, yes. So that's another thing I've been doing is trying to make more consistent use of the map and the icons. Like every time I that's see smart. Korok, I mark it with a leaf. If I see the pot or whatever, mark it with the the cooking pot. Is there oh, a maximum okay. amount of icons you can put down? Uh, well, I don't think so. The um the ones really? the ones that are like the ones that are little like leaves or skulls or whatever. Uh -huh. I think you can do that infinite as many as you want. But the yeah. um I'm still doing the same thing which you with both of you said you didn't do for I don't know whatever way. But I still do where I look at a thing and then I drop the little like no thing I've actually on been it. I've actually been using that. In I this do it constantly. Well, when I I jump I off want... I jump off the tower and then I'm like all right try and ding ding yeah. ding ding and then I'll just go around and hit all of them. Just so I know where yeah, they're well, using that more. Yep. So that's the thing worth mentioning. So the sky towers are much cooler in this. They're more like physically, you know, you get the impression that they're like of an older technology or whatever. It's the worst the, way uh, to use your switch. Like never do that. Like I was, uh, I was watching it. Like I mean, because you know the, the the what was it the what the fuck was it called in the first one? Was it the Sheikah Slate? The Sheikah Slate. The Sheikah yeah. Slate, which was the Wii U controller, now is the Pura Pad, which obviously looks exactly like a switch. But like when you get on these towers, they shoot you like way up into the air, and you're just floating. They use there like an inflated and, balloon, and, and like... you pull your switch out, mm -hmm. and you're like just like holding your switch, just like I'm like, 
this is the wor- never do this. Never use your switch you like this that. Giant like, this is the most dangerous thing to ever do. Attached to you, and it's like a wired connection down to. Yeah, the it's a, it's a USB C connector that you put in there, uh-huh. but it but it connects you to like the to the earth. It's so, it's so stupid, like but hilarious. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's re- I mean, it's really funny. But I, I love how it I love how it like get, can still be a video so game in that way. Yeah, and I only recently discovered that you can go back to them and. Oh yeah, I do it all. I do it all the time. Like it, it's, that's it's fucking it's awesome. That, I wish I had yeah done it more often. Like that's basically go to the how tower I yeah. and use that to get places because you, that's what I did in Breath of the Wild already. Don't get me wrong, but even this though you different. don't have Rivali's Gale in this, but you have yeah. something similar eventually. But uh, you could still just get so much further from those towers, like. Oh yeah, and it'll put you up. It'll put you up into like the Sky Island area. So, yeah. So you're really, really high up. Yeah. No, I would. That's what I did for everything. Is I would just if I'm just like, like most of the time I just want to fuck around. It's like I just want to like just do whatever yeah. I want to do. So I'll just go. I'll be like, all right, I, I haven't seen many, many shrines in this area. So I go and I find the isle, the the tower, and then I shoot way up in the air, and then I go and I just mark all the shrines, and then I go around and do all of them, and then see. It, it, or if I or not even that I'll find or like the, the the glyphs on the ground I don't know if you figured out yet that you can that's where the memories are so if you want to oh. know what's happening with Zelda go to those they will they will tell you like where she went and all that stuff oh mm. yeah it's the same as collecting the memories like you did with the camera in the first one I did talk to uh, what's her face uh, about it and uh, uh, Impa Imp- will tell you about the first one yeah like, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you'll and find the first one with her she sent me up in the mountain to the sky in the hot air balloon. So yes. Oh, I was just gonna say I heard about people getting in the hot hot air balloon without having the paraglider because I guess there's a way to get to that <laughs> without doing the pure oh. stuff. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny. So it's like, how do you get down? You just gotta just die. I attached. I, <laughs> I attached a. a I attached a fan to the hot air balloon just because I was like, all right, now I can just go anywhere I want, right? And it just makes it go in a circle because <laughs> it kind of like hangs down and like just kind of like it's not like a tight circle. Oh, but it's, oh, it's oh, okay, a big yeah. circle, yeah. I've been using the the flame emitters that'll that'll shoot you up real high. I oh yeah, the flame emitter like right in the basket is, and then have the hot air balloon attached to something you can stand on. That that was you that know? was the first like op thing that I got was a flame emitter shield. Like I used that for everybody. Yeah, just be like just like yep. just like flame throwing everybody, and it was like yeah, it was great. I used that for everything, and I was like, this is the best weapon I think I've ever seen ever in anything. And it's just like yeah, it's like just you pull it out and you just set them on fire, and they're dead in like two seconds. But I we mentioned it before during the break, but. Are are you not using the monster parts to make weapons? Because that's how the game works. Like if you actually want to be able to beat beat like uh, incredibly hard uh, bosses. That's how you do it. The, it's, well, it's that's bas- what I'll do now. I would say it's basically it's Monster Hunter Light even more. It already was. Is it uh, like is Monster it Hunter the first like, time? No, they, there's you, like go the opposite element. The, the you can do that. You can do that like too. That? Yeah, yeah. You can do that as well because you'll get specific like uh, balls from uh, the lizard people. Whatever the uh-huh. fuck they're called, uh, and you can get ones that that are different properties. So yeah, you can stick like a like a ice ball to a sword, and they will actually also help you in certain environments. Like if you're in a cold area, if you make a if you make a fire sword, it'll keep you warm, mm-hmm. so you won't die. Same thing in but a hot, like hot environment, you can make an ice one. But but I'm saying you can do that. You I, I, I have now, I have yeah. a couple of them. Like I have an ice one and a. And you can and there's like a lizard, whatever the lizard horns that are ice that you can use on uh, on spears and stuff. But some of those like like the bokoblin ones, you can build like hammers and like you you can make like katanas like from some of the lizard horns. Like 
and they and they add like plus thirty damage. Like, so is this like combining it with certain other like base weapons or? Yeah, actually, some weapons you can get even higher damage because, like, if you get so like there was so I fought one of those big giant Moblin dudes, like the really tall dudes, because they wear like those uh, pine cones on their head or whatever. Yeah. I basically took his weapon and combined it with the pine cone that he had on his head, and that actually got higher damage than it would have it, it, with the normal math, like because those go oh. together. Like the same thing with those giant uh, Hinox uh, skeletons yeah. or whatever. Uh, they have a specific uh, skeleton weapon, and if you combine that with the item that you get from them, you'll get like a level uh, level 40 sword, which is great. I mean, it's, it's, I've, I've said many a times that, that Zelda is not an RPG, but this has been the this is the closest that Zelda's ever been to an RPG because there's a whole lot of stats and all like damage levels and like and uh, damage le- damage levels and defense level and all that. So full disclosure, I did listen to a little bit of the IGN podcast about the review of you the know, NBC or whatever. I listened but, to a little bit of it too. Like but that's half. how I found out that it does say it in the item descriptions if you're like paying attention. But you know, there's so much to keep track of in this. Oh, game. you can, and if you press Y, it will sort them, so you can actually sort them by attack power, and they'll put the most. Yeah. Uh, they'll pay. They'll put the ones that that are the have the highest attack power at the top. So do that, and you drop them on the ground, and you just fuse to them, and you can make these really, really good weapons. Like I said, you can make hammers, you can make katanas, like. So like the yeah the, great. the weapons that are specifically like found around the Zora Kingdom perform better when they're wet. So if you're like in a wet environment, like their attack oh, power cool. goes up. Oh sure, yeah, depending like, on think, what their uh, the, stats are. There's there's different pluses and minuses for each like class of weapons depending on where you get them. So like, and this I obviously I found out for the pod that podcast, but um, I think it's uh, the uh, Sheikah weapons that you actually get when you go over there, or not Sheikah. Um, imp- Whatever the hell it's called, where you go to the desert. Oh, the oh, Gerudo uh, Desert. Gerudo. Gerudo. Yeah. There we go. Yeah, yeah. Gerudo. Yeah, I went. I went over there. I bought the the hair tie. You get a hair tie that makes you cooler, I guess, in the desert. I bought one of those. So well, anyway, to... uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. It's okay. Uh, their weapons will be like uh, they're stronger, but they like degrade faster. I think so. It's like you get a, you get a buff, but you also get like a debuff for each. Oh sure, weapon, yeah. And depending on where you get it in the world. Yeah, so there's, I think, there's like, different things. The Zora weapons perform better when they're wet, but they're like super weak otherwise. It's kind of like their downfall, I think. So well, I'd love to hear from people who, who thought that in the previous game, the weapons breaking ruined the game. I was never one of those people. I don't think any of us were one of those people. Well, this game but, starts but, out with all the weapons are broken. No, right? that, all the that's are straight up. Yeah, that was something I was going to. Yeah. Actually, that's another thing. Um, yeah, most of the weapons that you get are destroyed, but if you find weapons in the depths, they're actually better yep. and they're not destroyed. So the ones that are they're the not, silhouettes are holding, you can actually find yep. really uh, powerful weapons down there too. I found a couple down there. Yeah, yeah, because I was trying the to silhouettes find silhouettes are freaky. I didn't know what the hell. Was up yeah, there's there's a secret there's a secret dungeon down there, and I was trying to find where it's at, and I was just walking around just grabbing weapons. I found these really good swords that weren't like rusted or anything, and I stuck them with the monster parts. And like I said, it's it's even more monster hunt, monster hunter. It's like it's like a monster hunter light. You know, you don't have to fight the same person over and over again, like with a small percentage to get something to build the weapon or whatever. But you still build weapons out of monster parts, so it's you know they're still cribbing from monster hunter. <laughs> so there's definitely like you know like I said earlier, like the, the, the there's been like incremental steps. Like there's a new like main like you know obviously there's like the bigger moblins or whatever like the the commander moblins or whatever you want to call them but like but there's like a new kind of creature called the Hor- horrible that's just down in like the caves and stuff 
cave and trolls. Then, they're essentially cave trolls, but they climb on the walls. Oh yeah, them. oh yeah, those guys. Yeah, they yeah, remind me of. I've killed um, a bunch of them. I killed a lot of. No, them. they're exactly like those. It was in another Zelda game where I can't remember which game it was where you met the like guy that would dig down in the ground. I can't remember. Oh, in, in Twilight, in Twilight Princess. Or no. Twilight Princess. I know uh, Skyward Sword. I think Skyward Sword was the one it we was had the, Skyward where you had the gloves, okay, yeah. right? Yeah, because I remember yeah, yeah, playing you get it the gloves on, from that guy. on Switch. Yeah, it's it's basically those guys, but as bad guys, and they're creepy. Like they burrow into the walls, and they'll like pop out of other walls, and they'll like climb all over the place. And I don't they do like look them. creepy. Yeah, they, they look the, kind the, of like the, busting uh, moblins, and they're called horriblins. Yeah, horrible. They, they do look suitably horrible. Well, they're like a little bit, little bit like, Gan- like Ganondorf, like the, the yeah. long the, red hair and all that stuff. The new, the new like likes are kind of are kind of terrifying too. I, was, I haven't seen the new like likes. I was going to oh, mention. Yeah. No, the they're 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 like a big. They're like this big like a uh, you know it's plant like thing, and you have to shoot or something. Yeah, you yeah. have to shoot their tongue, and then they'll drop, and then you kill the tongue. Oh. And, they, and they always have, they have tre- tongues. They always have treasures mm-hmm. inside of them. Yeah, so their tongue. They'll 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 kind of i haven't seen a like like yet yeah they're everywhere oh, you haven't seen them okay. no, they're all over probably the place. seen them and not realized that's what they yeah. are i mean they're they're in cave i've i've been going cave crazy like I, well, i've been looking yeah. for the bubble gum gems and and then like i said the wells so eldering we've been we've so, been uh going we're going well hunting because i love i mean in the dragon quest games they all had wells at the towns that i always go into and re, and like like look around like i love that that's nintendo pulling shit from the dragon quest series there so from actually emoto's childhood so yeah. actually, I can guarantee you, you've seen a like like because you have to go through, you have to go past one when you're on Tutorial Island to get to the third shrine. It's the weird oh. kind of blobby thing hanging from the wall with the like circular teeth mouth. Yeah, they're like they're like sandworms. Oh, like-like. oh, and they shoot like rocks at you and stuff. Well, depending, there's different they don't ones. Don't shoot rocks at you, but the, well, but some they'll... some of them do. There are rock ones. Do they? Oh. And the the rock ones you okay. actually yep, have I've to. Seen them. Because they all have this little like tongue thing or like uvula okay. or whatever in the middle that you it's have like to like ball. blow up. And then... I didn't realize those are even like likes. I thought they were just like some new mo- uh, some new mob. I I okay. So it says t- it, it says it in the quick. game. Like somebody says that they're that they're like likes. But there there no, there, could, there, there is a there's a rock one. Like where you have to like break their little tongue thing with a bomb in order to hit it. That's what I'm saying. There are rock oh, ones okay. that will throw rocks. There are ice ones that'll shoot ice at you. There's fire ones that'll shoot fire at you. Were you going to say so, elemental enemies are definitely a thing in this? Yeah. So, so, so here's how you know it's a like, like you, uh, you open the camera and you point the camera at it and it'll say yep. like, like at the bottom. And yep, and 100%. I discovered that. Oh, okay. I yeah, discovered yeah. that like two hours before this call, when I was, when I was playing to try out those new controllers, I was at a, that cave I mentioned where you throw the spear through the, the spear with the wings on it through the, the hole to open the hidden, hidden, uh, uh, shrine, they have like likes in there, and I point the camera at it, and sure enough, like likes. Yeah, I'd implore anybody to give it, give it a try using the camera and, and going after filling out the compendium just for a little bit. It just like it makes you appreciate those little details, like recognize what each item, each character is, each enemy is, and uh, it's just a, a different and unique way to play the game that uh, they've presented to you. So, yeah, you well, could kind a- of do like you could automate your weapon, automate a vehicle hop on it and then treat it like pokemon snap <laughs> yeah you could um uh and, and a good thing about that is when you do get the upgrade later to your camera where you can search stuff you already have a whole bunch of pictures of stuff you know because mm-hmm. then they could do that in breath of the wild as well but now it takes a lot longer because you have to do that secret dungeon in, in order to get it but but yeah if by the time you get to that you'll be like all right well i already have a picture of a bunch of these, these things so if you're trying to find a certain thing it'll help you get there and i heard that the beeping is less annoying now than it was in breath of the wild I really oh, wanted the, I really wanted the shrine searcher because, like I said, I've had a 
Oh, that'd be. I've cool. had a lot of fun. What I mean, what what are some of your what are some of your favorite shrines that you've run into? Like there was a there, there's a bunch of them now where where they take all your weapons away, which I think is really mm-hmm. really cool. And there was one that I found where they take all your weapons away and you can only use cars that are already made. Like that one was so much fun. And there was a little secret in the middle. Like there was a middle like caged up car that you could get that had huge like bazookas on the side of it. And you oh, drive cool. and it's just like like it was, it was these big like they were they were like rocket launchers. Like it was so fucking cool. It felt like a Mad Max level. Like I, I loved it. Like I was just driving around, just running over the people and just killing them and just going in circles. And and then I found the thing with the bazookas on it. And yeah, it was so cool. Like I, I found like so many. I felt like the shrines in this have been like so much cooler than they were in Breath of the Wild. There's been oh, so absolutely. many of them where I've been like, oh my god, that one was fucking fun as hell. Or like, yeah. or like a this lot of one them are was, tutorials to yeah. like give you ideas of what to do with the the building mechanic and stuff because they really lean into that in the shrines and Mm -hmm. i adore it for that because you can cheese a lot of it you know maybe we'll get into that a little bit later but you can just build really long bridges and and a lot of levels give you the opportunity to do that i i think you have to but i built a i built a really really long bridge for the fire temple I was calling yeah. it, uh, Jess and I were playing, I was calling it the party sub because it's like really long. <laughs> it's like if anybody remembers yeah. the subway party sub, it's like mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. used to work there. So, yeah, it's just like fucking gigantic and it's made out of like 50 different mini breads or whatever. I was like, yeah, it's a party sub. You ever have one of those? <laughs> well, so it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, in addition to talking about people crucifying Koroks, the other headline that I was reading is people would build like a nine mile long bridge and then just carry it with them throughout the entire world. And that's how they basically accomplish everything in the game. It's a lot harder than you think though. When you make the bridge really, really long, it's hard. It's really hard to like move it move. with, with mm-hmm. the ultra yeah. hand. And it gets know? really floppy. Yeah. Cause it's mm-hmm. going to run into things and you might drop it. Like uh-huh. that was you another rotate it. That was another mm-hmm. thing. Like, uh, that that one dungeon that I had trouble with, like the main thing was like it was really confusing and I got lost a lot. That's the d- minecart dungeon. Yeah, and the other thing was like if you fall down into the lava, instead of you coming back to where you fell, you'll come back on a rock next to the lava that's under the dungeon, and you can't go anywhere. I'm like, I hate this dungeon so much. Can you not do the? Uh... No, no, it it wouldn't let you. It was too high. Yeah, you couldn't go through the oh, ceiling. Okay. And I and I and I did the same thing where I made a whole bunch of like uh, with the water. I made I, will a, say, I, I made a big a bridge and I kept yeah. walking and and everything was too high. I guess it wouldn't let me go through. Like it has to be, and I guess that's how they do it to make to to like balance it. You know, to make the game work. It has to be like low enough for you to for you to jump through it. But I, but I do really love that ability, and I love all the new abilities on the game. That ability seems so cheesy when I was like when people were speculating about it when we kind of saw it, but. It, it's become like my favorite new ability like That's it really it. changes yeah it changes like the way you think about the landscape in a, in, in a very fundamental way it makes um, me appreciate that all the design that went into this to, to that that you can do this thing that yeah i mean in so many ways could possibly break the game and break all the puzzles and all that but it doesn't like yeah. they've thought of every little corner of this game i mean it can but I've, I've Breaking seen... <laughs> the puzzles is part of the fun. It's part of the fun, yeah. Uh, well, I I kind of the impression I had from the headlines and stuff is, yeah, clearly Nintendo created Ultra Hand to be exploitable, but I I kind of feel like the tenor of the coverage is like they created a monster they didn't mean to, like like you know, like this thing is just getting out of hand, right? But no I think they did hand Nintendo. Yeah, I, I felt like it was well, you know, Breath of the Wild. They, they made that game, but people were making like 
but you know things that would fly like with the with the octorock balloons and stuff like that mm-hmm. and then they were using the uh the uh stasis ability to like yeah, make yeah. vehicles out of trees and stuff and i figured they and saw that in. and they're like well what if we just lean into that and like just let them make planes or whatever like let's just like that's I was ta- exactly like what I was, it was. I was they were on, taking control of it like i was saying on slack like why don't we make like a gta zelda that's what i was thinking about zelda is like it's very much like GTA now because it, like when you get farther in the game, you find just like fully made cars just like hanging out yep. at the fucking stables and you can just jump in one and just drive off. It's like, yep. it's GTA Zelda. It's G it's GTA and, and monster hunter. Cause now, cause now you can make like badass swords and shit out of, uh, except you can't do the carving. There's been multiple times where I've been like ramming my head into a wall in a shrine and then I like walk somewhere I didn't notice, and there's just like a pre-made vehicle or something I could have been using. Like you know, like it's like it was there the whole time. I just wasn't <laughs> aware of the fact that it was there, and I was trying to figure out some. You know, I was trying to cheese my way through the dungeon. Well, turns out cheesing was the difficult way to do it because they had an easy way already there for me. So and it I was, was meant thinking, to be like a learning experience for me to learn how to do the vehicles, not for me to break the game. But you know what? Breaking the game's fun. That's what I want to do. Sure, I haven't yeah. done enough with the vehicles that I I haven't done enough with that because uh, I just kind of walk past those little stations where you can build them. But you had mentioned Trey, this is like GTA plus Monster Hunter and stuff. And, and as as you said that, I immediately thought of I can't remember the name of the of the technique where you fuse the fuse. You, you're it's basically fusing a bunch of different other games onto Zelda. So it's kind of using yeah. that technique. I mean, with that, Breath of the Wild was kind of like that too. Like some people said, where you took aspects of you know something that's incredibly boring, like Assassin's Creed, and made it into something that was fun in the form of Breath of the Wild. You know, I mean, like mm-hmm. those towers, like that's something you do in Assassin's Creed. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people love those games. I really tried mm-hmm. to like them and thought those they were towers were also but... far, the Far Cry games. Like, sure, yeah. I don't know if that was before or after Assassin's Creed, but. I think the Far Cry first one was maybe before. I don't know. I think. I mean, like what was it? Assassin's Creed one was like a PS3 early PS3 game, whatever. Yeah, that was like their tech demo. But, but there's like you have to, you know, like a lot of times you got to get to the highest point of the town and then you get the whole whole map, like that sort of thing. But I felt like they, they, I felt like they took a lot of inspiration from all these other open world games and just kind of made it better for me, you know? Because sure. They, well, I think subsequently Breath of the Wild created something that a lot of other. A lot of other companies sort of built on, including Elden Ring, I think was influenced by Breath of the Wild, absolutely. And then now I'm seeing like Elden Ring stuff in this game, and it's it's kind of fun. There is there literally is a map with a ring on it around the town of Elden. Yeah, but yeah. that was in, <laughs> but that was in Breath of the Wild. It's the same map, so it was yeah. It's, the it was Elden, there the Elden Bridge has been in there since. Uh, I mean, it's been there since Ocarina something. of Time, right? <laughs> wasn't there? Oh, was an Elden in there? Yeah, I think I think the Goron place was always called the Elden, whatever. I thought. Well, yeah. so then it makes you wonder if that's where the name of the uh, game came from in Elden Ring. How I was gonna say, like on that topic though, Jeremy, like is is are you seeing a lot of Elden Ring in this game? Like while you're playing, you know, it? I, initially I, I I thought I saw a lot more, but. Honestly, like here's the big similarities, and and I will say, just like you, Wedge, I've been I got a PS5, and I mm. actually got it really recently, and that's all I've played like for the past few a weeks. week and a half before Tears of the Kingdom. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, it's gonna it'll be. I fun finally for got a week. my PS5. Yeah. I've wanted Bravo. it for so long, and I immediately started playing through Elden Ring again. Like, okay, all over again, not new game plus, new file. Um, just jump back into that fucking time sink. <laughs> and uh, and so I've got you know a recent playthrough to kind of like get an idea, guys. So I got pretty far into it, and I will say, it, Elden Ring falls so short of 
Breath of the Wild in the sense that it doesn't have it's not as fun because it doesn't have the physics. There's no physics. Like there's sort of physics. Oh, the physics is the best. The physics in Breath of the Wild are it, it's it's the backbone of the game and what I think ultimately makes it so fun because flying through flying through the sky would be no fun if you didn't feel like you like there were physical repercussions if you fell or yeah. you know or you're like dropping so you can't carry something because you're flying you know what I mean like there's just all these things about it that they really do kind of like bring just enough realism to make it engaging but not so much that it's that it's a boring. <laughs> I like the science of it too, where it's like, all right, well, we need to get the charge from here to here. You know, it's like, all right, so yeah, and you actually have to kind of like do a little plan in your there. There was stuff. a there was a shrine that we were doing uh, that Jess, Jess and I were playing, and I was like, I was like, oh, I know that this is my science experiment. You know, like my science fair experiment from high school. I, I built like a like a water like a, a thing where I you know you pour water on a thing and it goes around and it lights up a light bulb. I'm like, yeah, no, this yeah. is my science experiment. I know how to do this. And then you put you know you put the thing on that and make a little fan out of it and the water comes through and it powers the, you know it's like a turbine or whatever. You know, like there's totally a shrine. Uh, there, there's, just there's so much Jenga. science in the game. I love it. This Zelda science. Did anybody science. get? Did anybody get to the Jenga shrine? Oh yeah, no, it's I got there. Game of Jenga. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one was funny too. Yeah, where it's like. Nice. It's like, which one do you pull? It's like a be brave enough to pull. Or... There's like one on the side that has a has a chest on it, has a has a treasure chest, and you kind of pull it yeah. out, and then it'll fall down, and you can catch it and bring it back. And yeah, the the, the shrines have really blown me away because yeah, like I said, yeah. I got kind of tired of them in Breath of the Wild, and these ones have been they're like... even more so puzzle boxes than they were yeah. in Breath of the Wild. And so far, out of the forty one I've played, only two have been the uh, what do they call like the blessings where oh like... yeah, I found a bunch of those, but I like those because they have a bunch of shit you got to do before you get Usually there. Usually there's and a puzzle there and it's it. like, yeah. The first one I got to, it didn't feel that way. Maybe I just found like a hidden one or something, but it was a blessing and I'm just like really disappointed because yes. I wanted to. But the second, the second one I got was on the way to the wind temple. And I think it was meant to be a, you know, meant to be a waypoint. Yeah. I think sometimes you, you know. drop, sometimes when you drop into them, maybe the way on there would, cause you yeah, have run into that too, where like you, you see it in the distance and then you go there and then it's just like, all right, here's a, Here's here's Opal in, a, in the ending. Yeah. That was kind of a joke too, uh, where it's like that. So many times they're like, "Here's your Opal." It's like, what what am I gonna do with all these fucking Opals? Like, it's got like a one damage. It's, it's doing nothing. You're supposed me. to attach them to the magic rods to give them like elemental powers. Yeah, but it but it gives you no extra damage though. I'm just saying their yeah. their damage level is, is is moot on there. So get out of here. No, I I know it's like it has water powers. I guess you could use it. Uh, Speaking of elemental powers on the and the magic rods. I have to explain why I said Fifth Element and uh, Legend of Zelda exist in the same universe. And that's because I defeated like this uh, shrine that was giving me a little bit of trouble. It wasn't a lot, but like it was one of those ones where you had to, uh, I think it was a shield prep, like the shield reflection ability. Oh, yeah, you, had I actually switch, you had to switch out your type of shield because the electric enemy will zap you if you have a metal shield. You know, you have to like, you, you got to think on your feet just a little bit more. Than oh, yeah, usual. sure. And, uh, so I finally beat that, and I'm like, what's this thing that he dropped? Because it had a question mark above it when you have a new item. You haven't seen it yet. I walk up to it, I click on it, and it just says Ruby Rod. Mm. <laughs> like, what? Ruby Rods in this game? I totally forgot yeah. that that was the name of, uh, of uh, Chris Tucker's uh, character. From, yeah, Chris Tucker's from, character uh, is Ruby Rod. I just remember, which he, I was do just, believe, he was just really loud and really annoying. it has two <laughs> Ds in the movie, but yeah. it's still Ruby Rod. Yeah. And, I just I don't know if that was intentional. Probably not, but I I laughed out loud. And you just pick it up, I and it's like it's like Corbin, 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 Corbin. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, I forgot, I forgot what his name was. Um, there's a, this is a cool thing. This Speaking of stuff that was in the news, uh, somebody else noticed this, but while we were playing the game, uh, Jess picked up on the fact that Link is actually humming Zelda tunes while he's cooking. I don't know if you caught yes, that or not. I did catch that. I did. But Jess that. was like, "No." He's like, "No, no, 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 no." And and uh, and then it, then it showed up on and somebody else said, "I was like, yeah, you said that." And then it showed up on the news. I'm like, "Yeah." yeah. Wasn't and, there, that and there's and there's different well? there's different ones. I don't yeah, know. All, I don't know. All sorts of them. All sorts of them. I don't know if it was originally in Breath of the Wild, but we—I I thought it was new to this one. But yeah, no, he—yeah, he, he kind of like—it's like John was saying in the Slack. Uh, John Knitter uh, was like, "It's like it's—it's you know." So that's some of, one of my favorite things in uh, in like shows or whatever where they and they do this in anime a lot, where it's like where you kind of hum the theme song like to it, like while you're in in the world. And was it Xenoblade Chronicles the DLC? They talked about playing the song Gower Plain, which is like the most famous song from Xenoblade you know, Chronicles one, like within that DLC. I'm like, all right, now it's now everything's all meta or something. How do you know that's a song or whatever? But yeah, they were like the kids are like, no, play Gower Plane. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I'm so meta, even this acronym. Yes, I know that. I know that. Yeah, I know that acronym. Yes. That's great. Uh, um I did want to say let me finish up my eldering similarities just because I did want to yeah, 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 touch on that it. just because I've talked Sorry. about this yeah. damn game so much on here. Uh the big thing was the underground. Because the underground was like the big surprise that a lot of people talk about being the, you know, the like icing on the cake for why they love Elden Ring because there's just this huge underground area that they weren't expecting. This adds the sky area as well. So I think in some ways it usurps Elden Ring in that reality in that sense, but also Elden Ring has like a huge sense of verticality, lots of elevators and stuff going way up in the, in the sky and way down in the ground. But I will say one thing that's really cool about this game and I think maybe even more so than any of the previous Zelda games I've played is there's a lot of environmental storytelling. Like we knew from before, like there was, you know, this calamity, calamity Ganon came, ruined everything. That's why there's ruins everywhere. The end. So this one, it's like, we don't exactly know what happened and all these weird things are happening and all these things are showing up. And I think that just creates more of a mystique about the environment when you're going around and there's like these weird, like, you know, like these runes on the wall and stuff, and like, yeah. um, and I, and I just, everywhere. yeah, and I mean, I love it. And even the, you know, you're even talking to the people within the game, they're like, we don't know what this means, but we've been studying it and we like this. And like, usually they're behind you on what they know about the Zodai devices <laughs> and stuff, but mm-hmm. once in a while, they might give you an idea that you don't know yet. I, mean, well, so I think, I think the environmental storytelling of this is just absolutely fabulous. Like, I, I think that the environment, you know, this game's optimized for the Switch. Maybe that has something to do with it, but the textures seem cleaner and they just seem more intricate. And I just, I always feel like there's some sort of like story I'm supposed to garner from the way things are laying around and then they're mm-hmm. not just random. Uh, well, uh, I think that's, I was about to say this earlier, but whatever, we got sidetracked for whatever reason. But I, I read that interview with the developers where they, when they kind of like dropped the ball and said, oh, yeah, there's dungeons in here. We talked about it last week. It wasn't that much of a ball, yeah. whatever. But I, but I read the whole thing and they were talking about, they're like, well, our approach to Tears of the Kingdom was that Breath of the Wild was a Wii U game. You know, it was made for Wii U. It was made, you know, this specific way. And they're like, we can do so much more with the Switch. Now that's just a Switch game and not a Wii U game, so that's where they're talking about like the verticality and the underground and, and all that shit and 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 that sort of thing. And I thought that was really cool. Whereas like you can like fully optimize for the system, and I think it looks great. I think it looks incredibly beautiful. There's only been a couple times that I've seen that like 
the 10, you know, the like 10 FPS animation that mm-hmm. we've seen in other games. It's mostly like the flags that move in the, in the, in yeah. the wind. If you've seen those, it kind of does. There was one where I was standing right next to one that was animated beautifully. And there was one right behind it that was like, eh, 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 yeah. eh, you know, and it was all just like janky as fuck. And there's some sort of priority. Too many. Because yeah. Because there are too many next to each other. Whatever. You don't see like, uh, you know, like I called it Rodan from God, the Godzilla movies. Like you don't see like Rodan stop you know, motion in the in background. Suit, though. Less well, so, so well, when, it, when they're flying, right? Well, they were on strings when they flew in the Godzilla Or I'm thinking movies. of Mothra, sorry. I Ma- mean Mothra's Mothra. also on strings. Like, there's no, I was just, but anyway, there's not a lot of stop okay. motion in Godzilla. <laughs> that's, that's all, I'm saying. all right, well, maybe I'm just kind of like putting that out of my own head, but anyway, like, I did, I haven't noticed as much of a stop motion effect with the bad guys, especially the like flying enemies. And even when I played Elder Ring on the PS4. Oh yeah, I yeah. was seeing that. Yeah, and which obviously the PS5 fixes that. I don't see that shit anymore because I've got the best system in the world over there. But someone, uh, I mean, just wait for wait for the pro next <laughs> week when that can that gets announced. When it comes out next week. But in the meantime, apparently, in just, the new Star Wars game can't run on it. I'm repeatedly, yeah, I'm, I'm repeatedly <laughs> floored by how well the Switch is performing. And I've entirely played on the television, and I'm playing on a big TV. The flaws are going to be more easily noticeable, and I have not. No, other than you, like you said, a slight drop. It was it was just that one time with, with the flags, the one time where where it had the cloth moving. Yeah. Where I'm like, oh well, there's that weird animation. But it was only it was only once, yeah. And I've been playing it on the big TV as well. I played well, I played it in here for the stream on Monday. I streamed it a little bit, and then I found out that five of my other friends were also streaming at the same time. So I'm like, why is anybody? gonna watch any of this every fucking person is streaming tears of the kingdom <laughs> but, uh, but i played it on the smaller t- tv but actually uh speaking of interesting we should talk about interesting ways to play zelda because today i played zelda in the bathtub i took a bath and played zelda and i've never wow. played uh i never played the switch in the bathtub yet and it was pretty cool i've done I've d- i did that with the witcher so i called it tub switcher although i didn't well, actually get a tub hold... too yeah well <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, okay. No, no, I I'm a I'm a huge bath guy. I do baths whenever I can. Oh, I didn't I didn't um, know. Well, it was uh I mean just just is super into baths and they they kind of turned me on. I mean, I, I, obviously I took baths before, but I I've been I have this like too much information. I have like this fungus thing on my skin and I've been doing a lot of lotion of it or whatever and I had to mm-hmm. take like cold showers like 7 days for a week. It was awful. And I hadn't had like a nice like good like hot bath, hot shower or whatever. So I finally had time today to do it and i was just like i'm just gonna get in the bath and i'm like you know what i'm gonna try to play because i always try to find ways to like play video games in the bed like how can i make this work how can i play this so Mm -hmm. i just you know i have the oled so i just basically kind of prop the oled on the toilet right next to the Mm -hmm. right next to the bath and then i i tried doing the bag method that, that jess had done before but it's really hard to do with the dual analog so i just i just use the i just use the controller in the bath you know, mm-hmm. just using mm-hmm. it through, but looking at it at the OLED screen, and it's pretty good, but it's kind of hard to see all the little mini text, and like, also if you're like, you know, trying to look for shrines, it's kind of hard to find. So I played like maybe three shrines, and then I just threw on Crunchyroll and watched some One Piece while I was in there. So sure. Well, no, I I had pretty good luck with Witcher Three, and this is keep in mind this is before the OLED, so this is the ba- the original the OG Switch mm-hmm. with the even smaller screen, and I did yeah I did what you did. I, of course, I'm not going to be holding the switch in my hands in the tub because that's a recipe for dropping it. Right? No, no so, way, no fucking way. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I'm like, well, so, if I drop the controller, then but I don't want to drop the base unit of it, obviously, because right. that's another three hundred fifty bucks or whatever. I don't want to do that. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah plus, yeah, right. Um, yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, I I understand that because I I've done the same thing with the switch and uh, it was great. 
It was great. I would do it again. And yeah, I do bad. I, I, anytime I can get away with it, I, I do bad. It's like with a toddler in the house and like I'm time blind already, but like, it seems like the tub is like the ultimate time blind because it'll feel like I've been in there for 10 minutes, but it's been three hours. It, and, it depends on and, what you're and, doing in there, I guess. I mean, a lot of, no. most of the time I just put my tablet on the, on the, mm-hmm. like, and I'll just watch, you know, I'll watch whatever I'm into at the time. Like I watched the end of Clone Wars on there, like season two, like that was really cool. And I watched a bunch of old Star Trek stuff because I love the original the original series of Star Trek. Like I watched like two episodes of like a of, of that, and it depends on yeah whatever. I watched the wrestling in there one time that was fun, mm-hmm. but uh but yeah I just I, most of the time I just watched my tablet. But it was nice to try to do uh do the switch well, on there. I have one I have one quick story and uh, and then and then we can move on to something else. But so one of the best I love the ways that I quote unquote fit and misfit quote-unquote stereotypical maleness like for me to be or not to be is neither neither of those are a goal in and of themselves right i just want to be me right i want to be me whatever that looks like right but in certain ways i match in certain ways i mismatch right and so i have this particular story and this is one it's going to sound like it's going to be tmi but it's not and then two it sounds like it's going to go to one punchline then we veer off right so there's this one time where i'm sitting in the tub and I've got the whole works. I've got the 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 candles. I've got the incense. I've got the fizzy bath salts. I've got the bubbles. I've got beautiful music. I've got wine. I've got incense. <laughs> and 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 I'm sitting in the tub and I'm reading a car and driver magazine about this incredibly powerful BMW. So like I love that. I, I just like the on, ways on, on like, what like an actual magazine. Like paper, in there? yeah, like real like real deal. Because I can't. Well, I, I was like, well, because I, I read comics on my on my tablet. It's like I try to read mm-hmm. comics, but then I'm afraid of getting water on the tablet or whatever. And I'd be even more afraid of reading a magazine in the tub because you know you're gonna start tearing the papers or whatever because it's gonna get oh. wet and it's gonna just no. I would just be afraid my bullets wouldn't work afterwards. Yeah, yeah. No, I just dried my I dried <laughs> my hands, of course. But no, but it's just like like first of all. The whole thing, that whole story builds up to you expect I'm going to say something about like, what are you reading? Well, something about like Chesty Deborah and Bust or Busty Deborah and Chesty Vincent wrapped around each other, right? No, no, I'm reading a gearhead mag, right? Chesty Deborah, <laughs> what? What? Oh, I, I made up those Busty Deborah and Chesty Vincent wrapped around what, each other. So, so you read like Playboy in the in the tub no, or like God, what, no, what are you talking no, about? No, free store. No, I was erotica. Yes. Yeah, I was. Reading, I don't. I, was I don't making, know what you're. I don't know what you're talking about here. You no. should have said vivacious Vincent for the sake of. Uh, what yeah, no who i don't know yeah no no i was i was i was saying the way the way the story is building is you're expecting me to be like reading some erotic novel but no i'm actually reading a, a gearhead magazine hey what you do you know do what do whatever whatever makes you feel better in the bathtub do that i mean it that's really, my it really doesn't matter that's I, my point i already showed my nerd cred that i said i was watching clone wars <laughs> in the bathtub so but those yeah. last couple episodes are really good. Do you throw yeah. some salts in there so you're boiling, or do you just like lay in the water? We use salts. I, I, we use salts here in Doctor Teal's uh, bubble bath. And nice. Bubbles. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, just like you know, I'm I'm not Catholic, but I have those four Catholic candles that I would put in the cor- four corners of the tub, so I had the little light, you know, and stuff. Four and corners. Then... Oh yeah, we we just do just one. Okay. Well, one like double wick, something like that. We have to have one for each gospel as a Protestant. <laughs> this is getting closer to a seance or something. I just I just put a statue of the um of the goddess from uh, Tears of the Kingdom in there with me and nice. light and light the top of it. No, I, I I do like those goddess statues. They help you. Have you? Has anybody found the 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 demon statue? By the way, the one that Not can yet. respec you. No, I haven't. Oh, if you want to know where it is, no, I'll t- I'll tell you. But I, I found it. I found it in 
Breath of the Wild, so you might as well tell me because I'm probably not going to find it until it's too late. Well, you remember how I told you about that town that's in the middle of everything? That's where it is. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's it's part of... It's, so I don't think I'm ruining anything, it's but part, I It's part say, of a side quest that you do. One of the things I said that I really wanted to see when we were talking about it a couple weeks ago was ter- I wanted Terrytown to be back, and it's back. Oh, yeah, it has to Terrytown be. Oh, it's back. back. I, I went to Terrytown, yeah. I went over there and it rules. to find those Terry fucking. Is awesome. I, well, aside, I, I went to go find those fucking monster kids that look like ultimate nightmare fuel. But Terrytown uh, <laughs> is where you get a very important. There's a very important uh, bubble machine or capsule machine there in Terrytown. I guess I'd missed that. Yes. I was just there for the for the demonic monster kids. I hate them so much. Yeah, they. I've only been to one so, of the towns ha- so far. Sorry, go, go ahead, Jeremy. I was gonna say head over to. There's like a research section where they're like they're because like Terrytown's got like an abundance of Zenai devices that are falling from the sky. Mm. And they're like, well, there must be like some production plant above us or whatever. Like, so if you go around the town, all they're talking about is just like, they've got so many Zenai devices laying around that they just like, can't like get rid of them. So you go to this, there's a spot you go to where they're just doing research on, on them. And uh, that's where you sort of trigger this quest where they are making devices, but they can't figure out how to control them. Hit, hit. Did did you uh did did anybody find the Lucky Clover Gazette yet? Have you have you become a yes. re- reporter for the newspaper? I haven't become a reporter, but I've because I like that a lot. The, I've started uh, talking to the journalists. Oh, there's a place. Uh, actually, I'm surprised that neither of you saw it because it's well, right it's, next it, to. It the, looks like a stable, right? It's right next to the Wind Temple, where where you yeah, get yeah. where you get no uh, no I have it where you get enrolled or where you get hired as a editor or whatever. Well, I have Lucky Clover Gazette. Like it's a shri- I thought it was a a stable, but it was actually a- yeah, yeah. It, it was a stable, and they there's this whole like yeah. side thing about how uh the one the 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 bird guy says that she like cheated him mm. out of uh whoever owned it before, and it's funny because he's like sitting on the outside. Is that the guy with the little notepad? Well, the the bird guy is the one that shows up with the goggles that that writes stuff down. You've seen him. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But 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 if you go to the outside of the News Gazette thing, there's a guy sitting there, and he talks about how he has to gather wood, but there's wood behind him, and you can just walk behind him and just steal all the shit. Like, that's what I always do, and I think it's funny. Because he's like, oh, I'm so mad about hauling wood, and I'm just like, tink, 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 I take your shit. <laughs> but no, uh, th- that was actually really cool, too. There's a lot of really cool, uh, I mean, that's how you get to the Great Fairies, also, if you haven't gotten there yet. That's how you that's how you get to those. But there was one there was a there was a paper thing I was doing as a reporter where I found this there's this like cuckoo that's like predicting the future, is like telling people their horoscope or whatever. And you go and talk to it and it asks you to do these two stupid things. Is it the cuckoo from Skyward Sword? Is it the cuckoo from No, no, no. Okay. It asks you to do these two things and then the second time it's like, Oh, you're so dumb. Why did you believe it? And then boom, turns into the Yiga people and then you have to fight them, like ten of them at once. Oh, Oh, the eager back, huh? Oh, sorry, spoilers. Oh, the eager back in a big way. Yeah, I actually I ran into them in the underground, and they were flying planes yeah. around and fucking dive bombing yeah. me, and I'm like, fuck this. Mm-hmm. So you found uh-huh. that too, yeah. What do you guys yeah. think of like the um, quality of life improvements? There's, I think there's there's a lot of them. There's Very a lot of them. Yeah, there are and, quite a few. Uh, like I think um, among my favorites, like when you open a treasure chest and you've got uh, uh, too many of one item, oh, you can yes. now delete it, drop it from. Right there, there's a little sub menu yeah. pops up. You don't have to dig into your menu and. Did you open treasure chests at any angle in Breath of the Wild? I can't remember. Yeah, you uh, could. I thought you could. Oh, you could. Okay. You could kick it from okay. behind. It would open. Yeah. Like, like if it was like laying down on the ground, you could still like it was sideways. Okay. 
I, yeah. I saw people on Twitter being like, this is the ultimate thing ever that you can just drop shit out when you're trying to get a thing. It's so cool. It is really cool. I wish you could do it when you just pick an item up off the ground, but it doesn't give yeah. you that option. Actually, my, my fa- probably my favorite thing is the saving of the recipes. And the fact oh, that yeah. you can like grab one item and look at recipes, and it'll show you everything that you've used it for. And then you can nice. just press a button, and it'll automatically pull everything from the recipe that you have. And then you can throw it right into the cooking pot and just make it right there. Like, because because in Breath of the Wild, you would see recipes on the wall at the stables and you might make it once, but you're not going to remember it, you know, because basically you're just going to make hearty durians the whole time, you know? <laughs> yep. That's all I did. And, and that's what I did too. But, but I like how it saves everything. So you could just like, you just pick up an apple and look at all the recipes and there's like, all right, here's all the things that I made with this and I'll just pick one and then I'll, and I don't have to think as much. I love that. Also, um, what's great is when somebody gives you a food, you automatically learn the recipe of it. Which, I didn't know that. Which I thought that was something in Stardew Valley, but it isn't. But uh, but no, if they give you a food, you will you will automatically know how to make it. I didn't know that because I've actually like because cool. you get those from uh, like fighting for people in the field. And well, stuff. and also one of my favorite things, uh, the uh, the Hudson President Hudson. I love that yeah. thing so much. Support Hudson. That's been so. I don't understand that. Like, I, I mean, it, it, you don't understand I don't it. Know if I'm doing. I don't know if I'm doing the right thing or not. But oh, you just you just make like... it not fall over. Okay. That's I've been trying it. to, but I can't. Oh, I've done Do like you... I've done like thirty of them. They're so much fun. Do you do you attach any, something any, to the any, side? Any 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 way that you could get it to stand up? Yeah, you can't. I never even you thought about trying uh, to attach something. You can't. Atta- I just tried to grab you, it. You, you can't attach anything to it. You just have to like take whatever's by there. And it's it's like it's like like once again going back to the science fair thing. Uh, it's like shop class. If you ever made like a bridge that had to like withstand uh, a certain amount of weight or whatever, that reminds me of shit I used to do in junior high. But no, you basically put things by the sign to where, and you ask him to let go of the sign, and those things will stop the sign from falling, uh, and it'll get more and more complicated as you go. And it's so much fun. It was like my first thing that I fell in love with in Tears of the Kingdom. I didn't was know the, what the was the support President Huston. Yeah, because I I would I would really I'll quickly go to uh, uh, Master Hand and try to grab it real fast. Oh no you no, no no you have to you have to put something under it and and it'll get more uh, complicated. It'll get heavier. Look ar- just look around the sign. Yeah, and you'll find. Oh, this is awesome! I love how much I'm learning from this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> there, there, there's some of there'll, there'll be ones that kind of have like some stuff on the side but sometimes it's just like a pin you know where it's just and so you have to make sure that it won't go to the left or right and there's some of them that have a little notch in the middle where you just kind of like put like a piece of board like right in there where it can't move like i I love those so much that's been like my favorite side quest and and he'll give you like uh he gives you like onigiri gives you rice balls and He'll pay you money as well. It's it's great. Like no, I love I love those guys. They'll give you three things. Well, they're every always time. talking about onigiri, like the, how that's what they eat, so they can stay awake all the time. Or and whatever. that's how you get a bunch of recipes for the onigiri with the rice balls and all that. When you get the you know you get the rice wheat from uh, I think you can buy mm. it from Kakariko Village and elsewhere. Rice but, wheat or wh- whatever it is. <laughs> wheat. Rice. You know you know what I mean. The rice, uh, helian rice or whatever it's called. The the non gluten free rice, the rice wheat. I mean, it looks like it looks like wheat. The <laughs> icon does. That's what I said that. Rice looks kind of like wheat in the game. It does because it look because it's like a plant feathery looking thing. Mm-hmm. One other strategy that I've that I've used uh, since again you know, learning from Breath of the Wild is when you um, you get something, it, make sure you always have one of that thing. Don't spend down to zero. And I think I'm thinking of food ingredients. Because you just never know, like, when you're going to run into somebody who's like, oh, if I only had a bottle of milk or whatever. And if you just, like, 
used all your milk you're like oh shit i gotta oh, go sure, all yeah. the way across the map again to go get milk it's it's made it so much simpler that i only spend down to one never spend down to zero on any item because uh, probably five times I, i've run into that exact situation where i go talk to somebody new and they have a side quest for me hey go fetch this but then i already have it right away so it's it's it's, it's funny it's says yeah. you know here's the side quest it's announced and then immediately completed it happens over and over again it's like the xenoblade chronicles x ones the ones you want to do the ones that are already you already got it it's like boom there's your there's your experience points yeah no i no, i actually the only thing i've ever really sold are the uh or the like meteors that fall from the sky like as far as selling things i, I sold a couple of uh i've hoarded those uh rubies or whatever like i, I call i sold a couple gems because i was trying to get the uh the gerudo hair knot uh-huh. or whatever because i was in the because i needed to like be able to withstand the heat or whatever you know so i decided exactly. that there but but i don't really i don't really sell very many things you know well i mean uh we've we've uh We've talked a lot. We're going to talk a lot more about Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah, we'll probably talk yeah, about it. It's, it's probably going to be like Elden Ring all over again, except we're actually all playing it, not just Jeremy. I actually never said my favorite shrine. Go for it. So my favorite shrine that I played recently is one where it start. It's one where it starts out where it's like this is a uh, a temple to purge evil. So you can't bring anything here. You can only use what's in here. So you don't even have armor on. It kind of puts you back in that like outside island or whatever they call it it's not outside island but wherever the even island is even tide yes there's shrines that do that and i love that like i said I that was it. my favorite one the mad max one where it's like here here's some cars and you gotta just run over a bunch of people <laughs> well this one was maybe similar but it was like you go in and there's two uh carts they're like homing carts but you can attach weapons. Oh, to I played them. that one. Yeah, that's the one I streamed, or that's at the beginning. And so of the stream. I did yeah. that, and then I like was like having fun with it for a while, but they kept like knocking my guys over and stuff. I'm like, what am I supposed to do? And then I realized, set them out with the you know these spikes on the front of them, and then I went and I started like patrolling around the side as all the bad guys were distracted by these, and then I found more of those drone guys. Did you find? The and bazookas? so there was like. There's like four or five more, and I started putting lasers on them and stuff. There, there's and... a there's bazookas in there too. If if you find, yeah, it. like the one there's like the you know, so the, the, you can do some crazy damage once you find those. Yeah, it was it was so fun because I just rocket I kept launchers, whatever you super overwhelmed. But eventually, when I did it right, I didn't even have to like lay a, a single finger on any of the bad guys. Like the drones did all the work for me. I just wandered around and and uh, I did a little bit of like. Uh, luring people out or whatever but i didn't actually or you know mob or zone constructs yeah yeah constructs the constructs but uh i didn't actually like attack any of them and i ended up and i i it felt so good and that was another thing that felt a little elden ringy because once you get the uh once you get the uh uh the silver tier summon you can just summon a copy of yourself and you can really kind of just stand back and watch what happens based on how you built the characters so this is like a more simplified version of that but it was still really cool like and since then i've actually gotten that zonai device and i haven't done anything with it but it's a pretty powerful one there was a you said uh, i remember in the slack you mentioned like some things that you don't like do you want to talk about we can just talk about that real quick and then we'll sure sign off here or whatever call it an episode well i'll start it off i felt like blood moon happened i feel like blood moon happens a lot but it does i also realized like that, that you could you can skip it which I used to be like uh, super superstitious about that because I think the first build of Breath of the Wild when it first came out, like you could brick the game by, or you know, you could you could like basically bug out the game by skipping through the Blood Moon 
sequences. Oh, really? So until they did a patch, yeah, I just remember that being a thing early on. So I always felt compelled to just watch through them. So in this, I was doing the same thing for a while, then eventually I realized, oh, you could just skip it. But no, that it's not giving me any difficulty other than just the like the break in gameplay. Like if I'm in the middle of like gliding from one place to another, and then it, I gotta like go through his cutscene, and you know that sucks. But, but that new cutscene. That new cutscene is so much better than the one in the She's first. Like, game, oh, the blood, it the blood moon. No, I, I haven't. Thankfully, I haven't been in the situation where I'm like in a place where I just killed monsters and they're kind of come back. Every time a blood moon happens, I'm just Same. nowhere near monsters at all, so it hasn't really. Affected yeah, me. I'm like climbing a wall or something. Yeah, it's just an. It's annoying because you're like in flight, and I'm like, is this going to drop me? But then you come back, and you're still in the paraglider. So cool. Mm-hmm. What are you, John? What are your critiques of the game? This perfect 10 out of 10 game. Tear it down for us. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, okay. So we talked about one of them. The controls are really misleading. You know, you. It takes you, a bit. If you, yeah. If you spend any. There's well, you're 60, you're 69 hours in and you still mess up. You know what I mean? Nice. Like, so, right. Like, so I'm <laughs> 15 hours in. I'm going to be messing up for the whole time, I think. Right. But the controls. I won't say the controls are bad. The controls are just so other than what you're used to yeah. from other games that you've just immersed yourself into that every button is like a false lead almost. You know what I mean? Especially mm-hmm. like when it's a low intensity situation, it's no big deal. But like you're in the middle of something tense and then all of a sudden you do the exact opposite of what you were trying to do. Right. Uh, um, so there is that. Also, there are some really amazing things about the graphics. And actually, the more I've played the game, the more I've I've kind of re-enjoyed the graphics. But when I first started playing... Uh, I'm like, my God, these graphics have aged so terribly, right? Like, because keep in mind, I'm coming yeah. from Horizon Zero or Horizon Forbidden West on the PS5, which is mm-hmm. gorgeous, right? Now, I watched a Digital Foundry trailer about uh, T- uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and I found out something incredible about Tears of the Kingdom. It is utilizing AMD FSR, which I didn't think the Switch was even capable of. What's, what, what is that, what is that? Can you break it down? It's a yeah, it's an okay. So the more so FSR is the name of the AMD version. The the NVIDIA version is the more famous one. It's DLSS. Uh, it's basically AI super sampling, right? So so <clears throat> let's say <clears throat> let's say your target res target resolution is 1080p, but the game is rendering at 720p. But then like AI figures out how to convert 720 to 1080 convincingly, right? And so you basically end up with a 1080p image that uses barely more than 720p hardware resources. Now, it's not perfect. You'll get artifacts. You'll get kind of like glitchy things in the visuals. And and like sometimes things will be too sharp. It'll be kind of sizzly looking, right? And so we do have some of that in Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, But I just, I, I always, I was always of the impression that just like ray tracing, DLSS or FSR required dedicated hardware to make it work. Like my gaming PC has a GTX 1070, which is before ray tracing, before DLSS. I didn't think I could do it because I thought it required special hardware. So either the Switch had FSR support from 2017, which is incredible, or DLSS doesn't require uh, dedicated hardware. And I was wrong about that. But the point is, is that is very future tech that I'm very surprised to hear even coming up in a conversation about the Switch. I, I mean, I would say that Nintendo found a way. I don't know if there was they 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 found it, you know, because they're well, not let's be let's be fair. Monolith found a way. Monolith, don't yeah. don't forget, don't forget the ultimate gods of development, Monolith. 
Uh, Especially for open spaces and like, yeah, just cramming well, and they, a lot of stuff. I was too. watching, uh, oh, I talked about it last week, I was watching this history, this monolith history, and they do a lot more than you even, like they did, even did like 3DS games, and they've been doing shit for Nintendo for a long time. Since Xenoblade Chronicles 1, Wii, they've been doing mm-hmm. amazing things. And they did, mm-hmm. and that was in the news as well, of course. But yeah, of course, yes, monolith worked on this. And they did, yeah. And then they put out the fucking banger of all of all time with the future future redeem before that the Xenoblade thing. And now they're doing so. I mean, they're just really good at doing shit. They did Animal Crossing and Splatoon, and even like tennis. Like they've they've worked on a ton of different shit. Like even going mm-hmm. back to to weave and so. Mm-hmm. Well, so there's a lot of and there's a lot of other little great stuff going on with the graphics. You know, like grass physics, and some lighting stuff, stuff that even high end games a lot of times won't include. So there's that on paper. It's incredible. And you know, the more I play, the more the more I come to enjoy the visuals. But there, we're talking basically 2017 era visuals on a hardware that was already half a generation out of date when it came out in 2017. So yeah. when I was first playing the first, I don't know, uh, when I first woke up on Tutorial Island and started running around and all the resolution that that uh, dynamic scaling resolution drops were happening, I'm like, this looks pretty rough, but. I don't know. I don't know. And then another is like the like the shrines where it's it's more at its apex. You know, like it you don't have resolution drops in the shrines. Everything kind of has a gloss to it, and it, it actually looks really nice in there. Um, like I said, the more time I spend with it, you would think that the more time I spend with it, the more I would come to dislike the graphics. But I'm, the opposite's happening. Like the more you would notice that was bad, or whatever from it. Like the more time you, would, you spend from it, if that was the more time, yeah. the more time I spend with it, the less I start to notice those problems. Yep. I think it looks great. Because they're kind of at the periphery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think it looks mm-hmm. great. I mean, I was playing it. I mean, I, when, before I got in the bath, I just picked it up and just played on the OLED, just looking at it. And I was like, wow, this looks great on the OLED, even. Like, it's it's like it's so big. Like, and I've been playing on a 65 inch TV, and I'm like, but the OLED is way bigger. Or, <laughs> like, when it's in your face, it looks huge. I don't know. I'd say Sean, as an outside observer, had a really like poignant comment, which, you know, it's, like I said, as an outside observer, you know, for us, it's kind of obvious, but I just thought it was cool. She was like watching me play Tears of the Kingdom. She's like, this game looks amazing, but it doesn't look like it's trying to be. Oh, is this real life like Elden Ring or something that you're playing that are these like high Star graphics Life. games? Nintendo is making games that look like cartoons and they look like fun or whatever. That's right? my favorite thing. And yeah. I'm like, I was like, that's what I love about Nintendo. And yeah. That's part of why I love you because you understand me. It's basically just cell shading, isn't it? It is. It's there is cell shading. Yes. Realism in games only it, it ages the worst out of all of them. It so. ages the worst. It does. Yeah, so I mean, th- I prefer like something with a little bit more artistic uh, intent to it and all that. Uh, one thing I wanted to say before we go, as far as things that we uh, that we did or that we don't like, is um, I wish that the sorting was better on the weapons. Like that just drives me crazy. You can only sort it in one way. You can just sort it by type. I was like, why can I not sort them by damage level? Or why can't I like customize it to be like, here, I want these weapons here. I want these ones here. That just drives me crazy. All you can do is sort by type. Like, oh, here's the swords. Here's the spears. Whatever. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, come on. Because they do a bunch of... And I've heard people talking about the item sorting as well. Yeah, most valuable. Perhaps when I'm going to sell something at a shop, I just want to know what's, what I'm going to get the most rubies for. That would help, mm-hmm. too. Or you could... Well, I know you can sort it by, you can sort it by type. Well, on items, you can sort by type. You can sort by attack power. And you can just sort by most used, which helps, like, when you're using it to, you know, on your arrows or whatever. But it would be nice, yeah, if they had one, like, most valuable. Or it would be nice if you could just, like 
just put like just I guess this would be by type, but just put all the cookable stuff like in one area so you don't have to like just go through it or whatever. A lot of times I feel like I'm searching for like the ice, the the blue bajelli uh, choo choo uh, mm-hmm. ice things or whatever you know that whatever whatever elemental thing I'm trying to find. Is there a point? And I don't know. Maybe it happens eventually. And if it does, feel free to spoil it for me. But can you save your constructs? Like, can you make a custom construct? Why? Well, well I, I don't know that uh, there's a thing that you find in the depths that <laughs> might do that, might not. I don't know. I haven't looked that much okay. into it. Okay, I'm just okay, saying okay. it's called an auto builder, whatever that means. <laughs> That's what okay. it's called. So, so, uh, and I looked for it heavily last night and could not fucking find it. But that was because this is actually another gripe that John was mentioning, and I'm totally into it, where when there's, they'll have a, you know, when there's a dot, but you don't know whether it's up or down or in the middle. Like, yeah, you don't know where it's three at. three layers of the map, so you'll say there'll be a yellow dot for your destination, whatever you're doing for your, your mission, whatever. You don't know if it's you know, in the bottom, the middle, or or, or in the sky. Yeah, I did notice in the, in the dungeon they did it. In the dungeon they labeled it by... Lore, if you would, if you, but you have to hover over it and then you'll yeah. figure out where it's at. Well, I thought Hitman, uh, Hitman yeah. does it eloquently, where it'll show on the if it's if it's on your current level, it'll show uh, just a dot. If it's above you, it'll show a dot and an arrow pointing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Below you, a dot and an arrow pointing below. Oh yeah, I think they do that in Xenoblade as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no the, uh, the the one where you can look at it and add a colored one to it, that'll actually have a little like tail on it if you're on the right level and if you aren't it won't be there but yeah i I, for the yellow one i was like well i think it's a little bit brighter on whatever level you're on but what i was getting when i was in the depths i was just basically walking around this whole fucking thing because i thought that was where the where the where the the dungeon was but it turns out it wasn't at all it was just where the fucking dude told me about it in like that town in the middle it had nothing to do to where the dungeon was and i spent like an hour fucking walking around trying to find dot, this dumb dungeon was, under yeah the dot was at ground level not in the depths yep well it was in the ground level but it was also the dot where the person was that told me that was down there it had nothing exactly. to do with where the fucking temple was and i was so like it's like oh my return God. to them yeah. once you find it more info <laughs> exactly like, yeah that kind of bothers me to too where it's like it doesn't yeah. tell you where to go it tells you where to return and tell them after you've already yep. done it so it's like what the fuck but no i felt the same thing where it's like and I thought that that dot was underground, but then I found out later it was just a fucking dude because I couldn't tell like what level. It's it was incredibly easy that. to yeah. run around in circles in the depths too. I did that when I was just trying to. Like... Well, I just kept circling the part that was under the town, yeah. and I thought that was where the temple was. Yeah. And then I realized but that I'm an idiot. No and light, it was just like, yeah. Since there's no light, and if you run out of which I did, run out of the. Oh, I have the, like uh, 500 of those because there's so many so in ran, the caves. I ran out of yeah. those, and I I was literally the bright walking blooms. in this giant circle, and I kept being like. <gasps> There's another light route. Oh, that's the one I reactivated. I did that like four times. So I just kept ending back up at the same one. And it was so dumb. Yeah, I tried getting higher with the thing. And it's just, yeah, it didn't work. But, you know, those bright blooms, just just go to a whole bunch of uh, wells and caves. They're everywhere. I have like, seriously, I have like 400 of them right now. Because they are all over the fucking place. But yeah, no, I'm glad that everybody is enjoying Tears of the Kingdom. We're probably going to talk about this game for at least like the next couple episodes, I'm sure. So maybe yeah. three yeah. or four, whatever. It's, it's a great game. And, and John was saying, yeah, now there's three times the size of Breath of the Wild. I uh, think it's going to take me three times as long, which took right? me 120 hours for Breath I don't of the think Wild. There's, Apparently, I, I already got almost 70 times. hours in there, and I didn't even know that. So Yeah. yeah. 
I don't think the sky section is a full like world map kind of area, but there's not as many, but it yeah. still had, there's a lot of creativity to be had up there. I think that's a place where you can really waste some time. If you just want to like go somewhere really high up and just start playing around with your Zodai devices, that's the best place to do it. Yeah. And there's some, there's some really cool stuff on there. Like another, another shrine, like you talking about the block guy, there was one where I got to a shrine thing where it had a laser Shown, showing right at the block guy and then I go and beat the block guy and then they give you I don't know if you've done it yet they they give you like the gem of the shrine and then you have to take it to the shrine but they don't tell you how to do it and you gotta oh, build, no, I've do, you I've gotta build you gotta build shrine. a plane and you gotta fly it back to where the shrine was and then you gotta yeah. drop it off and then it becomes a shrine and I thought that was really cool so there's a lot of really cool extra aspects in there and all hell that. yeah and I and I was at least I was initially annoyed by some of the uh when I'd go to some of the sky towers, there'd be some initial hurdle. You can't just climb the tower like you used to be able to do. But I'm starting to appreciate that more because if you listen to what they say to you or if you kind of read the environment, like you learn, they're teaching you how to use, how to play the game. Oh, yeah. The, you'll find it. All the things. Most the of one time, guy's like, most I thought the guy the wanted me need to bring will be mushrooms. right next to you. Yeah. I thought the guy wanted me to bring in mushrooms because he was hungry. Turns out, no, he was just telling me to go to the cave. Oh, uh, yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Actually, I had to look online. Yeah. Because you had to go under and then go through it. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's, uh, that's all Nintendo games. Like, everything you need is in front of you. Like, they would not never make you go, like, elsewhere and find something and bring it back. You know, it's always, it's well, always modern there. Nintendo games. Yeah. But yeah, um, I think we're good Tears on this kingdom. episode. Yep. Tears of the Kingdom is a great game. Uh, play it. It's uh, it's wonderful. You'll yeah, cry tears it. of the joy. I'm sure like nobody who's listening to this is like, I'm not sure about that game. Everybody bought that game. Like I saw I think literally everyone was like, 70 bucks, sure, whatever. I'll buy it. And then they did. I got it for 50, 50 obviously. <laughs> vouchers, man. Get those vouchers. Well, you know, I understand some people want physical versions and whatever, that sort of thing. But yeah, I, I made sure and preloaded it so it would be ready whenever it got to the time. And I think it's great. I think it's a great game. And it's been a lot of fun to play around with. And yeah, everybody's playing it. I mean, you should. Yeah. Uh, I guess I f- forgot to men- mention it, but it does kind of remind me a little bit of Majora's Mask, where when you go to the temples, there's something that you have to fix. And I think that's cool, where like something's wrong with the area. And you fix yeah. it, and then it's fixed. That's the same thing as Majora's Max, where it's like we're in the Garn area; it's all snowed over. Or like we're in the Deku area, and it's all like you know, it's all like uh, the water's like swamped over, and it's all disgusting or whatever. And you have to make it cleaner, like like that sort of thing. I like that. But instead of in Majora's Max, you have to go back and do it again. Like I like there's like this environmentalism to it, and I, I like that where you, where you go and like. We're going to fix, or like the Rito place is like under a blizzard and like it's constantly snowing. It wasn't like that before. And, you know, or like when you get to the Zora, there's like the sludge coming from the sky that you have to. It's very Mario Sunshine where like if I walk through the sludge, I keep like having this instinct to like jump up and spin to get it off. (laughs) Yeah, there's a little bit of that in there. But I I really like that water one a lot. There's a lot of beautiful uh, waterfalls. And yeah, Jess was like. Loved it because it was like the sun was setting at like the right time. We were like in the, we were like in the magic hour there, and it was all like you know, everything was all like orange, and it was, it was really pretty. It's a beautiful game. Yeah, it's it's great. I like it a lot. Uh, play it. Everybody's been playing it anyway. Uh, John Wedgworth, thanks you so much for joining us. Let everybody know where they can find you. I should ask you that at the beginning, but uh, yeah, lay well, it so on us. 
So, you know, uh, Nerd Noise Radio, you can find it wherever podcasts are sold. We're on Spotify. That's the best way to find us, probably. Uh, Amazon, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, your podcatcher of choice. Uh, we do have social media. We're, we have a Facebook page, which is pretty dormant. Well, all of my social media is pretty dormant, uh, but Facebook page, two Facebook groups, uh, Twitter page, and Mastodon. Uh, so (laughs) you're on that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I remember a lot of people got on that. Yeah. And I don't know. We'll see. Maybe I'll stick around. It's not a lot's happening there. You know what I mean? Uh, so, so, uh, but at least for me anyway, I mean, in in macro, all sorts of things are happening on Mastodon, but not I mean, it's, it's best to have, I mean, you know, it's best to have your stuff in every place it can be. It's what I've learned from trying to get people to download the podcast. It's just get everything available everywhere. You know. Yeah, sure, sure. Uh, one thing that one thing that just happened that's that's cool enough that it's worth mentioning is uh, uh, I just had my second chance to collaborate with Stephen Hill from NPR's Hearts of Space. Nice. Whoa. So so yeah. Cool. So for people who don't understand what I'm talking about, it's NPR's New Age Space World Ambient Music Program. It's been in national syndication on NPR continuously since January of 1983. Uh, the show actually existed 10 years before that as out of a little Berkeley college studio. And you imagine this is when new age music was first being born basically. And here these guys are at the very forefront of it. And now here they are 50 years later, 50 years later, still going. And, uh, you know, nerd noise radio channel one is inspired pretty directly by hearts of space. And, and, uh, for these, not only for these guys to allow me to do this, but for them to have asked me if I would do it for them is I mean, that's imagine a hero saying, "Hey, would you do this thing for me?" Right? You know? Yeah, right. Uh, I mean, that, yeah, I'll I prob- that was like your I'll full never, inspiration. Yeah, right. I'll never, I'll never top. Well, I, I said, I, I said, I don't think there's anything that's ever going to top working with Hearts of Space, and I was wrong. It was working with Hearts of Space a second time. That's awesome. So, it, uh, it, now it, it'll be behind a paywall now. But for anyone who's subscribed to Hearts of Space, it's a uh, program thirteen forty four game scores two. And it's like two weeks old. Nice. So yeah. So so check that out if you can. Um, and then what's coming in the future with Nerd Noise Radio? Uh, we're participating in Masters of EGM two, which I understand you are as well, Trey. For I, I like to yeah. Radio. Yeah. So we're gonna have a channel. We're gonna have a channel one at least, maybe two. We're gonna have a channel two, and then we're gonna have some bonus stuff on channel F. So this. Tears of the Kingdom is coming at a horrible time for me as a podcaster. I know we we talked about that a little bit earlier, but but uh, yeah, I you know I really want to put all my time to Tears of the Kingdom, but I really should be putting all my time that's not work or family or sleep into the podcast to be ready for Masters of EGM. So uh, we'll see, we'll see about that. Uh, let's see, is there anything else I need to mention off the top of my head? I can't think of anything. Uh, look up New Noise Radio. I'll try to find as many links as I can and uh, put them on the on the uh details for the episode so people can find mm. find that mm. i'll try to find the hearts and space thing as well or send it to me you know we'll, yeah we'll i'll put, send we'll, i'll we'll send you it, we'll i'll send you a link there. to it uh also real quick since i mean i should probably shout out retro game club the uh my channel two co-host hugh johnson is uh one of the hosts of retro game club and it's a really great show it's a video game talk podcast it's kind of general subject but they their emphasis is on the techie side of it you know like homebrews and programming and stuff like that it's a really great show uh robin robin hugh do a great show together and then of course getting to work with hugh is 
a dream come true for me because I've been a fan of the guy since 2011 on an earlier show of his. So, but anyway, check out Retro Game Club while you're at it. And then Masters of VGM. I mentioned that Masters of VGM is coming in June. There's like 30, 20 or 30 different VGM podcasts that participated in this last year. And most of them are are slated to come back again. So www.mastersofvgm.com, uh, master, uh, at Masters of VGM on Twitter. So and, you know, give some of those other podcasts a little love, too. We we were on there as well, and we did get a got a little bump on Twitter. Like, they reposted everything, and it got more yeah. views and all that. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was the, um, what was it, like, your top four? What was it, uh, composers that you liked the most? I think I did um, what Yoko Shimomura and uh, David Wise, and I don't remember. <laughs> but, yeah. But it was good. And it was, it's on three feed. You can find it. Yeah, yeah. And this time, this time is the same conceit, except instead of it being like, well, okay, the initial concept of the first step, first one was who would be on your VGM Mount Rushmore, but then they're like, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of baggage associated with Mount Rushmore. So let's use, a, you know, a more neutral metaphor, but this time it's obscure composers. You know, it's composers that that are unsung or undersung, real niche names. So it's, I mean, those are my those same. are my favorite. So it's going to be fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I well, love I love the obscure shit. It's my favorite. Yeah, no, me too, me too. Well, I you know I had mentioned that I had just finished the music block for what's going to be my contribution on Channel One, and it's it's like forty five tracks of small composers, uh, mostly indie games. You know, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be it's going to be great. I'm excited to do it for sure. And thanks so much for joining us. It's always a pleasure to have you on here and uh, Hell yeah. have a have a great time with Tears of the Kingdom. And as far as us, you can find us at uh, patreon.com slash podcast. You can find all of our, all of our bonus episodes on there uh, for only a dollar. You can hear all the bonus episodes. We just did uh, all the jobs that we had and how they relate to RPG classes, uh, which was a great episode. And we'll have another one up in a couple of weeks, which... Uh, have ideas for those, which we already talked about on the RPG one. So listen to that, and you'll find out. And if you uh, put a if you put a higher level, the at the five dollar level, you can hear the WRT Radio wrap up where we uh, put all the music that's on the intros and outros and in betweens and all that, and listen to a wonderful playlist of music on there, plus uh, videos of us in advance and and that sort of thing. And there's all different levels. Check it out. Uh, also, Twitch.tv slash Nintendo Main Podcast. I'm sure I'll be playing Tears of the Kingdom. For however long I could. I thought about doing Xeno Saga, but I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to do Tears of the Kingdom because everybody's playing that. So you can find that on there on Monday nights. Also on Twitter, at Nintendo underscore domain and at jmaxstack. And you are at Nerd Noise Radio on at Twitter. Nerd Noise Radio. Nerd Noise Radio. You can find us on there. Also, YouTube.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast. Just Google it. You'll find it wherever. Um, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, we've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson. Jerry Mikowski. I'm there. And special guest... St. John of Nerd Noise Radio. And uh, we'll see you next week. Tears of the Sea. <laughs> <laughs>
that's better. Oh, way better. Yeah, way it's, better. it sounded like you were like, hey, you know, it's like real. Because he was. It yeah. was. Yeah. Okay, cool. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to roll now. Are we almost done so I can play Breath of the Wild? Part two. <laughs> Cheers of the Kingdom. WW. Uh, okay. Three, two, one.